Dungeoneers, and welcome to episode 131 of RPG Digest. In segment one, we read through a tabletop RPG to introduce it to you, and oftentimes to ourselves as well. In segment two, we provide higher-level overviews and fundamentals, and even the occasional how-to of systems, settings, and game mechanics. I am John Max Leoslo, your favorite curmudgeon, critic, and judge. Along with me, as usual, is the man who deconverted back from a Rift's transition. Brett, heathen dog Grissomer. How are you today, sir? I used to blow up tanks. <laughs> no, I don't. But you know, you know what? Uh, not being able to blow up tanks is a bad thing, in my opinion. But uh, you know what makes me feel better about life? What's that? We need more YouTubers watching us named like dingus mcfartknocker i love it i love it love it you know before i started youtubing that name would have pissed me off really oh yeah especially in mmos if i saw stuff like that i wouldn't even group with people like that in mmos <laughs> now that i'm a youtuber i'm like hell that's that's hilarious i love it i know that's 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 you know just funny kind of tame yeah. really i remember <laughs> playing uh uh in warhammer uh was it warhammer online and there was this guy that uh, we'd run around with on occasion. His name was Iron Tampon. And I don't know how many times I kicked him out of the group. Like, no, I'm not going to be grouped with somebody named Iron Tampon. Now, I'm like, that shit's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, the, the visual is super funny. Yeah. <laughs> because it's not absorbent. It's not even, it's not even a tampon. It's not good. It's just an iron rod. It, it, it makes you a weirdo. You know, it it kind of it kind of sounds like an Iron Maiden torture device. We got the Iron Tampon for you. Well, oh crap! Didn't... This dude's gonna go all uh, of Vlad Dracula on me now. <laughs> yeah, he didn't say spiked Iron Tampon, which would have been objectively more funny, but it would have been visually horrible. <laughs> so, Hungar the Star variant ups his membership. Been a member for four months. Thank you, Hungar. My name was Cunt. What? Thug nuts or Crunt Thug? <laughs> Crut thug nuts. Yeah, see, I, I wouldn't know. Not, uh, nope, not in my guilds. You wouldn't have been. <laughs> I'd be like, you're putting in that change name request or have a nice day. But uh, YouTube's different than playing on an RP server in a role-playing game or MMO. Well, RP server's different. Okay, I get it. Fine. Yeah, I always played on the RP server, preferably PvP RP servers because I like the comp. That's actually how we got the name Legion of Myth is because you know when we we're floating names around one of the things that uh, kept coming up is that there's this myth that you can't be both a role player and a pvp'er I'm like it's bullshit <laughs> like we can do both um so that that was one of the the main reasons actually it became legion of myth hmm. but yep just never changed name to do online videos now <laughs> too lazy to change too didn't want to pay for another trademark there we go you know, I have to check to see if, uh, was it the trademark and patent office has approved my, I'm supposed to get back to you in heaven. And I think I have until June before it expires. Like I paid you my money. Is my trademark still good? What the hell? How often do you have to pay that? Uh, every six years. Mm. I thought it was seven for some reason, but it's six. Okay. Yeah. And this year I'm, I'm required to make money on the LLC, at least $1. Otherwise I lose my LLC. <laughs> Stop giving shit away. You can make money. <laughs> well, last year, um, I had two big purchases uh, outside the normal stuff of like StreamYard, the website, so on and so forth. I had two big purchases, n nothing to do with giveaways that I won't need this year. So hopefully that works. But... I don't know if I'm going to steal. Oh, there you go. You oh, can no, have I already it. have the paperwork ready. 
My, my lawyer has everything. He's one minute past due. I'm swooping in. Yeah, luckily there are legal ramifications for that as well, because I did submit my paperwork and I do have proof of it. I just haven't got the notification back saying, yeah, your uh, trademark has been approved for another six years. That's that's all. And I keep getting all these spam emails from this company. Your trademark is about to expire. You need us to help you. Like, dude, I already paid the money and did the pay. I know what I need to do for it. Doing a trademark the first time is a little difficult. After that, it's just like, yeah, that's still me. Do you want to change anything? Nah, <laughs> I don't want to change anything. Yeah, good. I did not back talents, dude. I don't have the money. I have to look, I have to put my finances. I would love to back the new Talus Lanta for two reasons. Number one, I have fourth edition and hardcover back there, which apparently you can get it for free as a PDF now anyway. Um, and the man uses real, real men pronouns. <laughs> he's, he's got hair in his chest and I want to back it just for that. It's actually written in, you know, English, but uh, it's, unless I could guarantee I would run the game, but you should back the new Talus Lanta Kickstarter. It, really, I mean, uh, Talus Lanta, I, picked it, I thought I picked it up when I was with you guys in the Air Force, but I looked at the copyright of it. It says 2002. Well, that's not possible. Yeah, so that's, that's yeah, I was, I was out by then as well. So I'm trying to figure out why I picked it up because my history and my brain tells me I picked it up because we wanted to do something other than AD&D 2E, but then we went with Earthdawn instead. I was like, all right, and, and of course, you know, there she wrote, but that can't be because Earth Done was long before. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you know. In, instead of talking about what what you did this week, let's talk about why Sergeant Schlow left the military. Uh, we don't have time for that. It was, it was death by a thousand paper cuts. That's that's really what it what it came down to. Um, I had wait, wait, I, hang on, hang on. You're, I, I, I know that uh, that your your job was being phased out. Not at that time. Not, well, it, it was going to be phased out, so they would have trained you in something else, right? Yeah, but but not even at that time. They, they didn't oh. talk about phasing out the job until long after I was out. Oh, okay. uh, so so here here's what happened. I was stationed at Andrews Air Force Base for what six years. Yep. And I'm sorry, but the East Coast can fall in the fucking ocean. I I hate that area. I hate it. If you live there and don't leave it, you're part of the problem. I I, I despise. The, the Northeast, screw New England. And I shouldn't say that because I like the Patriots and there are aspects of New England that are pretty cool. Uh, but uh, that D.C. metro area, I... Oh, I, no, 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 no. I, I, I've actually visited uh, Maine and, uh, and New Hampshire and the people there were nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like France. You get outside Paris and France is freaking great. It's Paris that sucks donkey balls. But... Um, no, so so there there was uh, so there was that I was never really happy there. Honestly, gaming with you guys and and just some of the things that were going on there around that, you know, the the people I met there were were fucking phenomenal. Loved it, but I, I never really liked it there. Uh, the dot com bubble had been going, you know, had been rising. Mm -hmm. So I saw people getting out. I literally saw this because the person came into the office, looked at one of our photographers, and was like, "Hey." you know you've got a lot of skills here and, sh and she was like yeah i'm getting out soon really would you like to have a job as a scriptwriter?" this is uh i think pearl was the language she was using and she's like well i don't know anything about it he asked her this do you know the w key is on the keyboard well yeah pff, you're hired i was like well if wow. that's what they're doing i can get a job you know <laughs> this is great but there are two major incidences that happened so that i shorten the story number one is this i had a supervisor that when she was there the first time, I thoroughly respected her. She was tough but fair. 
I knew that if I went to her, she might call me out on something, but I knew if she were to call me out on it, she would call you out on it as well. So no big deal. Then she became a general's aide. And while she was a general's aide, uh, I actually babysat her cats for her, you know, when she'd have to go places and, and whatnot. I mean, she was still cool. She was she was really cool. She comes back to the office. And from what I was told, she did not appreciate my clout. I was pre I, 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 uh, people respected me at this point. I was president of the Airmen's Association, which we grew from like five whiny airmen to about, I don't know, 5,000. Like we had representatives and so forth. I think you were gone by the time I joined the Air Force or the Airmen Association, but yeah. I can't remember. In fact, I stayed on. Um, we had a vote, and I stayed on as a staff sergeant. She's like, "No, you're doing a great job. Just finish out your time here, even as a staff sergeant." I'm like, "Okay." Um, but uh, I'd start arguing with her a little bit. Like, "Look, this is what we do. It works." And she kind of gave me the "I'm in charge" thing. Well, funny thing now. Um, I, I talk, but I work in video conferencing, right? Mm -hmm. I hated it back then. It was kicking and screaming. I was a graphic artist. That's what I'm supposed to do. I'm not going to go work up with the TV people. But they made us do it, and it was a one-month rotation. So, like, fine. But when she put me up there, she said, you're staying here. It was to get me out of the, out of the office. She couldn't do it while, while I had a lot of clout, while I was talking to General Light, while I was talking to the command chief, so forth. So she put me up there, and then she started making demands of me and I was just like, no, sorry, I don't know. I don't know what happened to her. But long story short, during that time, I don't know if something was going on in her life or whatever, but she turned into an utter B word. And I call her a bitch. It's fine. I know. I'm trying not to cuss as much, even though I already did on, on the RPG Digest show. But uh, yeah, she. Um, it just I, I was done with it. And again, it's death by death by a thousand paper cuts, folks. Just so you know, so she wasn't the only issue. The other thing that happened was uh, I started going to school for networking and I wanted to keep doing that and I got command level orders. So I don't know if the air force still is the same thing now, but uh, essentially it's this, we had this thing called the equal listing where you say, Oh, these jobs are coming up. Oh, I want to go there. I want to go there. I want to go there. And you fill out the dream sheet. Yeah. I never got anything on my dream sheet, my entire air force career. No. And most people I know got stuff on their dream sheet. Really? I volunteered for Antarctica. Well, you have to have a special cause you can't just I satellite maintenance how do you think they communicate at all my job is necessary i don't think they take first term airmen for that I, it was it was an option and it was approved well <laughs> but they, I, I didn't get it yeah i mean I, I i mean honestly where i was for the last 11 years in germany was on my re, my dream sheet every time there are always openings never got it so i i was on andrews air force base for six years and I was the longest serving staff sergeant on Andrews Air Force Base. So they did what's called a command level. Basically, you've been here too long. You got to go. And they said, you're going to Grand Forks. Now, where am I from? I'm from Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Why the hell? I joined active duty. I hated the people in the Air Force who were like from Pennsylvania. I like, I miss home. You're in freaking Maryland, dude. I miss home. <laughs> then get the fuck out of active duty. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I have no respect for those people, but no. I was away from my mom. It's first up. Shut the hell up and grow a fucking pair. You join active duty. So I hated those whiners. So when they sent me to or were going to send me to Grand Forks, you're going to Grand Forks. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, but this is what I did. I called up the 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 uh, career field manager. I said, WTF. She said, man, you got to go. You've been on Andrews too long. You're not homesteading or home basing. So you got to go. Great. Anywhere else. So, so I, no, it had to be there. So I called up, um, 
uh, Grand Forks. I said, hey, tell me about your education. Now, this is ninth, This is 2000. This year, 2000. Dot-com bubble had just went, just smashed. Um, I'm sorry. It, it had, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I lied. I lied. It hadn't yet. It hadn't yet. I called them and said, what were your education opportunities? They said, well, we don't have a lot here yet. Your best bet is to drive to Minneapolis. That's like, what, a four-hour drive on the weekends? And let me see. Where am I from? <laughs> Like, like, I am not going to go to school if I'm driving to Minneapolis. I am going to take the extra half hour drive to Stillwater and go see my friends. Actually, most of them lived in Minneapolis, St. Paul anyway at that time. So I was like, nope, this isn't working out for me. This is this is a sign. I got to go. So I didn't I did what's called deny retainability. Because yep, in, in order to send me to Grand Forks, I had to have two years on my enlistment. I had 18 months left. So they said, here's your uh, retainability, your extension paperwork. I said, no. And they said, well, if you don't sign this, you have to get out. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. You must get out. I'm like, well, I didn't want to make the decision this early. I wanted to hold out to the last day, but I ain't going to Grand Forks. And at this point, remember, I'm disgruntled. And I had three jobs lined up, which I didn't talk about. We won't get into that. Dot-com bubble burst. I was fucked. And the rest is history. (laughs) Well, you know what? The whole deny retainability thing. I I had the same thing. Uh, after, After my... I came up to three and a half years and uh, I got, uh, I got orders and I knew it was coming when, when Antarctica was, was uh, next off of my <laughs> list because everyone in my career field in the air force at some point will go to Korea. Oh yeah. I did Korea. Yeah. We'll go. But, we get all of the communications posts that, that are all up on the, up near the, near the board. You're, you're not, missing not one. Real bases, the, the, the shitty ones. It's not just Korea. It's Korea or Turkey. Okay. And everyone who came back there, a lot of them come through Andrews and then they talk about it. It's universally bad. Universally. It was bad. It was a bad experience. It was a bad deal. Everyone hated it from, from airmen to sergeants. Everyone had the same experience. I'm like, I don't want that. That is horrible. And people love Korea now. <laughs> now, but not not then. No, not so, then. So uh, they said, "Hey, you, uh, you, uh, it's time for you to take your take your sergeant's exam." I'm like, "Nah." But <laughs> if you don't take it, then you can't reenlist. I'm like, I know. My my tech sergeant tried to convince me to do it. My master sergeant tried to convince me to do it. My first sergeant tried to convince me to do it. I'm like, nah. <laughs> why because i don't want to go to korea we can work things out no you can't <laughs> no, yeah you at can't. some point at some point you're gonna go yeah you know I, i'll be can. honest with you, korea's turned me around i went from a shitbag airman to korea and i actually that's actually the place that turned me around but saw a lot of people go the other other direction you had a choice you got because this is before the technology boom of korea like three years yeah. before it you either got lost in the alcohol or you got lost in your job well thanks to my supervisor in korea who i owe a phone call to still uh this week um i got uh i got lost in my job instead of the booze although i did try to get lost in the booze <laughs> i didn't i got lost in the bitches but you know whatever yeah uh, that was that wasn't as easy you would have spent a lot of money on that because they knew the game they knew the game you'd be paying for haggle. university degrees and so forth i can haggle it's fine but, but uh, uh, yes yeah, so i didn't go so i'm like no i'm not going nah i'm good thanks and should you have a two so- Super chat. I had a monk name. What? Yushen. Okay. okay. I mean, unless know. I'm not pronouncing it right, or if it's something I can't, uh, I can't put my uh, eyeballs on to say, hey, you know, that's like Long Dong Silver or something like that. Um, then I'm okay and with it. It's over our head. 
Yeah, and between her legs. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, like I said, death by a thousand paper cuts for me. Uh, oh, it, it means balls so many deep more. in Chinese. Oh, okay. Okay. There we go. Well, see, I, 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 if I don't know, it's okay. But see, I, now if do something like that in Russian, I'd catch it and be like, no. <laughs> Um, I do have, before we get into segment one, unless you want uh, anything else you want to add to that, um, uh, you're getting out. No, not really. I mean, uh, when, when, when I got out, I had a job too and it fell through and it, it, if it fell through the, the week before I was to start, which was five weeks after I got out, which was fun. That's even worse than mine. Good job. Yeah. So, uh, so I was, uh, I was unemployed for. Uh, about two months until, until I found a job at Frontier Communications. Then they were, uh, they were bought by Global Crossing. And then six, l- luckily, luckily, I we, the, Frontier and I parted company at that time mm-hmm. during the merger. It was really lucky because six months after the merger, it was found out that Global Crossing was a scam. Oh, really? And and the and the company went under, taking my job with it, and everyone who stayed lost their jobs. That, so that girl I, that I was talking about got hired. She got hired on by MCI, <laughs> but she was one of the no. She when they did that entire we've been bought out or whatever out of business. She was actually she still worked for them uh, for a while, and then whatever company took over, she worked for them for a while. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's fair. I'm a, yeah, uh, mine was the dot com bubble burst. I had three jobs lined up. Now, mind you, I'd already denied retainability. I wasn't staying in the Air Force, and this is about a month before I got out. I was contacting each of those companies every couple of weeks a month at the most just to make sure everything was good see if they needed anything more from me fill out some more paperwork whatever and two of them were like man we don't have the funding for it anymore the other one ghosted me (laughs) oh this this company apparently gave you her number at a bar (laughs) well i had the number and i could never i could talk to hr and h h i talked to hr but i could never talk to the actual hiring manager so all right, so notes for today. I actually have a note card of notes for today. Oh, good. Number one is, um, let me put this on the screen. Oops, there. Okay, I'm going to do this out of order, but I don't care. So we'll do this one first. If you guys haven't heard, Heritage Auctions, I'm going to put this, this link into chat right now. Evan Simbita has six items on Heritage Auction that uh, you can check out. I'm just going to put auction, A-U-C-T-I-O-N, because I can't spell whatever. Spelling's not the problem. Typing's the problem. Um, I hit enter. I hit enter. I hit it. It's working. It's working. It's weird. It's still in the chat box. Okay. Get out of the chat box then. That was... Um, Six items. Original art. These are the original pieces of art that he did in 1979-1980 for Judges Guild. So these are D&D images. At least I think they're D&D images. And, you know, you can say to it, art sucks or whatever. Well, if you have any old school D&D book, this is the art that you would find in the D&D books. Um, so this is very nostalgic type art. It's, it's very Kevin. When you look at like that back little squares in the background and so forth, that is very Kevin. Uh, but you can check those out. I put the link in the chat. People have already started bidding. There's a few days left, uh, seven days left on this. So, yeah, go, go get your piece of original Kevin art. Do it. Do it now. Yeah. Also, Palladium Store has t-shirts on sale. 
Look at that, $12.32. You can't even get a Legion no. Mint t-shirt for that low. Shut up. Don't say that. I'm definitely getting the, the Coalition States shirt. Okay, the one that he was wearing on the stream? Yeah, yeah, the one he was wearing on the stream. Definitely that. See, I was thinking about two of them, but again, I can't justify the money. I wanted to get the, the Red Borg one. Where is it? Uh, yeah, this one right here, the Red Borg one. Ah, yes. And I wanted to get the, uh, the Northern Gun, wherever the hell that one is. There are only like five left of that Northern Gun one, by the way, folks. Four remaining. Oh, yeah, it says Quanti and Baskets clicked on. Let me get that out of my basket because, uh, no. Uh, I, I just, I can't, wherever, I don't know. Oh, I'm not signed in. Never mind. How is it saying it's in my basket, but I'm not signed in? Oh, now I'm signed it's, in. It's, a, it's, it's like a smartphone. It can hear you, and I just put it in the basket for <laughs> yeah, you. Right, there you it. go. <laughs> um, but you can check those out. I think those are fairly good prices. Why is that one $18.99? Because it's quintuple extra large. Yeah, yeah. Look, that's if like, you're wearing a muumuu. That's a tent. <laughs> All right. All, all, all you need is, is some sticks and some twine for a, for a structure and you can camp in that shirt. <laughs> so, uh, but check those out. Uh, he sent me a little message saying, Hey, you know what? We got this stuff going on. It'd be cool if your people knew. I said, you know, what? you're right. So, all right. I'm going to stop sharing that. Uh, what's my third message? My third message here is, Oh yeah. Um, after this stream is over, it's going to fade into, or however that works, it's going to pop, ask you if you want to join Victor's Dutch Oven. You can check that out after this stream is over. I have a tornado watch going on. My internet seems to be stable now. But for a while this morning, I was cutting in and out and getting low connectivity. I'm not hearing any thunder through my headsets, but we'll see. Maybe, maybe we're in a lull. And the last thing was, I already told Heathen Dog about this yesterday, but we, uh, <laughs> I did enough graphics yesterday. I'm done. Segment one is completely planned out between now through the 1st of October. I can't take a vacation. He can't fuck with my schedule. Uh, we're screwed. I'm duct taped to the chair. <laughs> everything is in place. Where I have to reconfigure it all. But all the graphics, all the titles, everything for segment one is done through the 1st of October. I know what we're doing. And I'll talk more about that, the order and how long and so on and so forth on the members only live stream this Friday. Can you link Victor's channel in the description? Because I can't find it. No. No, you and won't not, need not, it. Yeah, you won't not, need it because what, uh, if you stay if you stay in the YouTube, it will it will automatically ask you, do you want to go to this channel? You just click on yes or okay and boom, you'll just go. Here's what I'll do instead. I'll put it in chat, but I'm not putting it in the description. I do that on the Friday night chill stream. I don't do that for RPG Digest. Um, but I will put it in chat for you. Or, or, but yeah, it, it'll give you a pop up. Of course, it'll give you a pop up that'll say, "Hey, do you want to go join that?" And then you can do it. But here we go. So, all right. So, Victor, yeah, you can check that out. Um, the other notes that I have are going to be for a little bit later. So th that's it. Uh, I oh, have what's uh, up? one more thing. Make yeah. sure if you go to Victor's channel, the first thing you type in chat is, "What's your vector, Victor?" Oh, and Legion has sent you. And Legion, and the second thing is Legion has sent me. But after after the what's your vector, Victor? I think you'll yeah. get it. Yeah, over hunger. <laughs> ah, let's let's do our thing so we can start talking about games. That's what we're here to talk about, right? Games. Where is? There we go. Thank you to all of you wonderful people who support us monetarily. By the way, we got a members only live stream this Friday. If you've got things you want to ask us, I. I, I it's weird because uh, when I don't announce a members only stream, we get lots of questions. When I announce a members only stream, people don't ask questions. S similarly, 
on the Discord. We have insanity on the internet. People post there all the time, up until I make a forum that says, hey, can, uh, these are things I'll talk about on Friday Night Chill Stream. Then everybody stops posting. <laughs> like when I, it's like, uh, hey, uh, I, I'm making these, I'm doing these things for you. And then, then no, no, get you nothing. don't get it. You don't get it. If daddy does it, it's not cool. Oh, okay, fair. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I can't argue that one. There you go. But we do want to thank you guys because your gracious donations help us provide giveaways, produce more content, and generally give back to the Legion Myth community as a whole. We have over 4,100 YouTube subscribers now, and we're thankful for each and every one of you. Check the description below for links to the various Legion Myth sites, social media, Discord, merch. We have not been selling merch recently, etc. I mean, I haven't really updated it either. But... All right. Um, go ahead and warm up the crowd for a moment while I set myself up. Okay. He's going he's gonna to set himself up. He's not going to touch himself. Don't for, worry about for it. For failure. For failure. It's like every segment one planned out for months. How many vids on Earth on? Surprisingly none. <laughs> Surprisingly none. This is all, it, it's all going to be year zero. Year zero this, year zero that. Know, it, nope. It, our next one, our next game is Hyperborea. All of oh, April is Hyperborea. Hyperborea for a month. Yep. And then year zero until the horizon. Well, at least through October 1st, and even that doesn't cover all the games, uh, I want to leave some flexibility in there for the end of the year, kind of what you want to cover, or if, you, if he wants uh, to look at Vasin or whatever, but uh, yeah. It's charted out, man. Charted, charted out. There you go. There you go. What else? Um, oh, uh, while he's doing that, I'm going to tell you that I planned on making slides and and <laughs> taking a character from from the books and con from like uh, from Beyond the Supernatural and one from heroes unlimited and converting them to riffs in slides so you can all follow it it was going to be great several things happened one of them is is the the point one percent doesn't happen to anyone except me and one other guy that i found deep deep in a firefox forum post and then uh i haven't made slides in uh, in a long time and with the time I had left, I could not complete the task successfully. I mean, I could do it. It would suck. It would be bad. So I couldn't do that. So we're just going to talk about the book. And then I'm going to run through these two characters and verbally move them over so you can follow, you know, using, using the conversion book and using the, uh, the Beyond Supernatural and Palladium, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Heroes Unlimited book. And so, you know, going back and forth so you can see and you can hear and, you know, what to look for, what to do, stuff like that. Good stuff. Good stuff. You know, sometimes you can fail forward. And I think that this is one of those times where, you know, we're failing forward <laughs> because I mean, no, and I know I mean that because you already said a few times that uh, you're not sure that you have enough content for the year. Well, now we found a way of giving you at least two videos, if not three. Yeah, you can always come back to it and just convert another character. <laughs> convert another character, yeah. No, but but if people have questions, especially if people ask things on our Discord, oh, no, that that's exactly right. Uh, throw in throw in the chat, throw in the comments on this video when it comes up. If you want me to go through and convert a specific genre of character, like my 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 plan today to look at is Beyond the Supernatural and a Heroes Unlimited character. But if you want a mechanoids character or a robotech character which isn't isn't hard i wouldn't choose robotech it's not really that much i mean that's kind of just convert isn't it just bring yeah. it over Palladium <laughs> fantasy ninjas and super spies uh, after the bomb i'll even do tmnt because i have the the, the uh, old one the original edition 
conversion book. So it has TMNT in it. So, or, uh, uh scrapers i can do i can do scrapers it's not technically in the book but it's pretty easy it, it's it's very similar to heroes unlimited you said uh, scrapers any... and i cringe because i thought you said splicers my bad no 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 i i wouldn't say splicers i know you don't like it <laughs> <laughs> but, but if somebody you know, go, asked for it uh... yeah go, go ahead and ask for it in comments or chat or or, or whatever and uh the most comments will win the next one that's it now um everything you said right there when your segment pops up please repeat that because that'll be a great place to put that. Okay. That was good for the live stream. But now <laughs> I'm going to present this share screen. And remember, Friday, members only live stream. I'm saying that over and over again because uh, we really like to hear what you guys. Oh, crap. I'm starting with equipment. Ugh. I mean, oh, hey, look at that equipment. <laughs> Goofy bastard. <laughs> I got me just as I'm about to start. All right, for segment one today, we are going to close out Conan 2D20. And before I start here, I'm going to take this off the screen because I'm going to look you guys in in the eye hole. Oh, before hole. I even before I even go through the normal proclivities, I've got to say this. So. I got to be honest, I didn't get a lot of negative comments about uh, our last video. The hour and was a 47 minute video we did on just combat or action scenes or whatever it was. But uh, he, you probably saw it. I had a conversation with Omen Owl, who paid to have us cover Conan yep. and uh, and Crafty, who is a who loves Conan. Yes. And, you know, I have part of me has a new appreciation for the people who complain about Palladium books. And I say that because when you have the time to read through this Conan book, all the information you need is there. Seriously, it's, it's all there. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you piece it together. It makes sense. You play it. It's a very playable game. However, when you read it like we're, we are doing, remember, we're introducing this to ourselves. With Palladium, we have the luxury of having years of experience playing, talking about knowing the game and so forth. We know where the foibles are. Well, when we do these read-throughs, we're reading it through and we're, we're trying to piece it together as we present it to you and put our experiences in gaming on there as well. And this book is horrible. For, for the initial read-through. Yes. And I apologize to Omen Owl for saying, hey, you know what? I, I'm sure you wanted something better than this. Uh, but I would say, you know, they're both gracious about it. They're like, no, no, no. We recognize that there are problems with the book. And, and you know, we're looking forward to... Uh, you know what you had to say about it i mean they, they had a couple of disagreements of course but that's because they really really like the game and you know we look at things a little differently in a couple of things which is fine so i just want to say if you like it get it especially get it now before you can't get it anymore you got limited right. time left yeah it's it's either it's either you know through the distributor now drive through rpg or later on ebay yeah so i just wanted to put that out there because like i said you know I, we got a couple of negative comments for our Mutant Chronicles stuff, and we actually enjoyed that. I mean, I know you didn't like the shoulder pads, but comparatively no, speaking, sure. we, en we enjoyed that. Uh, if Look, this game does what it's supposed to do, and it does it well. You just can't read it page in page order and think that when a concept is given to you right there, that now you've got it. And using that hour and 47-minute video as my last comment here is uh, there are a few times when not only did Heathen Dog, but Chet pulled me back into something that I wanted to skip because I knew we were going to get to it later. 
You never once heard me yell at Heathen Dog about that. Never heard me once yell at Chad about that. Oh, don't think I yelled at Chad about that. Um, and that's because I know they hadn't looked through the book. Or because we were talking about there, they weren't sure if we were going to get to it in the, ne the next spot. And that's one of the reasons that expanded out to an hour and 47 minutes. However, if the book was written, everything was put kind of where it belonged, eh, probably wouldn't have been an hour and 47 now, minutes. To be fair, to be fair, uh, we uh, every time we did a Palladium book, we said at some point throughout the process, this Palladium is formatted like shit. We, we've said it. Yeah. Because that's the way it is. And Conan is formatted similarly. So just reading through it brand new off the street is going to be rough. And that's, that's what I'm at. That's what I'm doing. It's rough. I'm saving comments for you, except for this has to go on the screen because he's my new best friend. New best friend. I personally hate nonlinear product consumption when you're dealing with technical concepts because role-playing games, no matter right. how many times people on Twitter argue with me, are supposed to be written as technical manuals. Like role-playing games. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Justin Thor LPs. Appreciate that. Okay. And do you want to get to the start comments now since you already have a bunch of them or should we wait until? No, we can do it now. It's fine. Okay. Uh, Crafty says, uh, I can completely see that. Omanal and I have years of experience with 2D20. Okay. Thank you. We, we appreciate that because uh, we, we thought that uh, for a second, I swear to God, for a second, I thought you were Nutter Butters for liking this <laughs> game. I thought you were Nutter Butters. <laughs> And then we have, uh, oh, we're going to get new equipment. So how much how much defense does a loincloth offer? Well, that depends. Because when we get to the sorcery segment afterward, that loincloth can actually be pretty buff. Okay, well, not even enough leather to make a, make a shirt, as it should be. <laughs> this right here. And then, of course, uh, equipment. Lots of steel for axes and swords. None for armor somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way we like it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what? This is actually a feminist book. Yeah, because it's not—it's not just women that have that have magical armor that doesn't actually cover anything, but gives but gives protection. The guys get it too. Yep. I mean, Conan here has muscles that don't exist in the real world. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that, that doesn't exist. Those those are magic muscles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We believe that role playing games should take place in fantastic worlds. The focus of the game should be on role-playing and having a good time. The core values of hashtag RPGate and any good tabletop group are escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, and natural organic inclusion, not forced diversity. The charity we support is the Wounded Warrior Project, a national nonpartisan organization whose mission is to honor and empower wounded warriors. By the way, we're in second place for nerds and warriors. I don't even know how that can be possible. As far as I know, we're the only Nerds and Warriors uh, campaign. So that kind of tells you some. So, hey, you know, a few donations to Wounded Warrior Project would be nice. And you can refer to the description below or click that little QR code with a smiley face. And come on, he's smiling for you uh, to where you can make your tax deductible. Hopefully, ta can't guarantee, hopefully tax deductible donation. Join us Thursdays and Saturday evenings on twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth to watch Heathen Dog cheat his way. <laughs> Apparently that was an issue last night. Only on Saturday. <laughs> only that's oh that's right. He only cheats when I'm there. <laughs> yep. Oh, he does it for me. Aw. I do. Special <laughs> gift. A team of dirty casuals play multiplayer games for your mockery and enjoyment. Hey, last night, that last mission, I thought we were gonna get owned badly. And you know what? Good job. Well, my arms got owned. Your arms got owned. Just want to say for the record that whenever tag 
so they were playing MechWarrior 5. Tag allows more missiles to hit. Whenever Tag is not used and Garthon is not a missile boat, so Tag plus Garthon, I, I, I basically doubled all your damage. <laughs> Like, but you had tag and and I can't compete with Garth when he has all that that missile locking going on, which is good. Don't get me wrong, but uh, yep. come on, guys, come on, pick it up a little bit. <laughs> You're not cheating in the right ways. I'm kidding. Uh, and here on our YouTube channel, you can watch these game related segments live every Sunday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, or check out the Friday Night Show stream where our panel of guests opine, comment, and editorialize on the TTRPG hobby as a whole. You can read that on your own. Do, 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 do. Okay, and subscribe, like, and share. Finally, we get to talk about equipment. So oh, what page is equipment? Now, i got to be upfront with you. The next segment that we're going to be covering with Sorcery, I read it. I read it from beginning to end. I'm not Excellent. saying I f- fully understood it, but I read it from beginning to end. Okay. Well, that's a start. N- not so much with the equipment side. <laughs> so, okay. so pay attention to Crafty and Omen. I'll chat to correct everything I get wrong. Copy that. All right. Is that zoomed in enough for people to read with us? Uh, a little more. A little more? Okay, well, let's do one column then. Okay, there you go. That's good. Okay. We're just going to start with golden currency. The Hyborian Kingdom... Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on. Keeping track of all this currency is hardly the stuff of high adventure, and Conan, and in Conan, the default unit of currency and character will deal with is gold. This treats... We'll see it more in the sorcery thing, but uh, this treats income similarly to the way mutant chronicles did you don't have to count every chit every gold silver copper okay so each unit of gold represents a number of small coinages and denominations and a dozen gold can be imagined as enough loose coinage to fill a small coin pouch one gold is the equivalent to a resource do you remember that from mutant chronicles yes resource okay such as those described in improvement items on page 141. I'm not going to read more, more of it than that. The point is, is that gold is mostly abstract. It's so you can take it away from being a spreadsheet game and make it as like, do I have enough to pay for this? Well, it's a roughly, you know, if you've got a gold, you can. All right. I don't care if it's copper, silver, a gemstone, whatever. I've got a gold's worth of this, a resource worth of, worth of this. I can buy my, my widget. Uh, I don't think I need to worry about the rest of that. Okay, finding and purchasing items. Most common items are replenished as part of your character's upkeep. And if we want to look at page 290 later, we can. However, obtaining something new or more significant, a fine new sword, a mighty Aquilionian, did I say that right? Aquilionian steed? A new suit of plate mail armor, etc. is one goal of acquiring wealth. These acquisitions take more time and more effort to obtain, often requiring an item to be crafted to individual specifications. That's one thing that I think that I think games like D&D or whatever get wrong. People hand wave <clears throat> that stuff so much. I'm going to go buy a new set of plate mail armor. Let's go in the dressing room, put it on. It looks good. And then you walk out with it. It's like, no. <laughs> 42 regular. Here you go. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, doesn't work like that. Like, even if you steal armor from a fallen foe, which is, you know, you're 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 saving a lot of money on that initial expense you're gonna have to get it uh the equivalent of tailored and that's gonna take a month at least to get that pounded out to your size you know and it, it you better be going smaller because there's no going bigger unless you want thinner t- you know tissue paper armor and tp <laughs> armor only works in paranoia so it's not gonna work here not gonna uh, work 
Aquilonia. Okay, weird guy says it's pronounced Aquilonia. And Violent Souls Everything says it's because uh, you can't pop this on the screen. Um, it's not as irritating as wealth levels, but still don't like it. I, I guess some people like it, some people don't. Um, I'm when I was younger, I loved the idea of every coin being counted. Now I actually like this conceptually. To be fair though, I haven't played a game that does it as abstract as this. I've done it other avenues, like when we get to the free league games, you'll see that there but uh, not with coinage. But conceptually, I do like it because it speeds things up and I can say, yeah, man, you've got your basic gear, just pay two, two resource points for it. I don't care what those resources are. Um, anyway, uh, let's see, let's skip that. Uh, it may take hours or days to find the right trader, and if an item is to be made specially or customized to your character specifications, it may take days or even weeks more to complete. Wow, didn't you just yeah. say that? I just said that. Yeah. I'm a prophet. You are. Here you go. Now we'll get to some rules. In order to actually find a new or different item outside your character's current range of gear, the Game Master must first set a difficulty for the item. Represented by a variety of factors. Availability in the area, rarity, quality, relative expense, nature, nature, legality or illegality. Wouldn't that be wrapped in there? Anyway, even current events in the area such as war or famine. That's a good one. Like, I don't yeah. think that that parenthetical is needed at all because that's implied. But that other one, I like that when, hey, jog the, the GM's memory or the player's memory. Like, you know what? Food might not be so plentiful when there's starvation. Going there's on. a famine. And, you know, armor and swords and shields aren't going to be so plentiful because there's a war going on. And yeah. the local government has conscripted all of the all yep. of the spare surplus to say of uh, of armor and weapons. So. It, if you do find it, it's going to be a difficulty higher or two difficulties higher just because of the price. Yeah. Uh, so obviously this is Conan 2D20. So it's rated at average difficulty one through epic difficulty five. A simple, well-made pointed might be average difficulty one in a relatively prosperous or civilized area. While it might be daunting, difficulty three, to find its like in the Pictish wilderness or the tundra to the east of Hyperborea. No, just just go to that sword sticking out of the stone. Someone will be able to pull it out. It'll be fine. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and you get the rest of it from there. Your character must make a society skill test to match or exceed the difficulty. So now you start seeing how some of those, uh, we'll call them social skills, kick in. Oh, look, coins. Is there anything else here I want to see? Oh, gain, gaining <laughs> items? Hey, by hey. It's Conan, right? Yeah, this is how you how you do it. it. It's it's basically human looking Klingons just fighting it out. Like, all right, <laughs> cool. <-looking> Klingons. <laughs> Kill Captain, gain sword. All right. I miss that whole fastest Star Trek game in the Klingon handbook. It pretty much said Kill Captain, Kill gain Captain, gain rank. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> if your character does not wish to pay for the item, we are condoning thievery and violence. Yes. Then it's up well, to the game. Come on. You know, thievery is part of life, especially in. Conan. Yeah. There was a whole movie on it. <laughs> <laughs> and and a lot of short stories. Yeah. Then it's up to the game master game master to determine the conditions by which it can be stolen or taken and what efforts would be required to get away with it. Using society to pay or thievery to steal to find an item and then stealing it or killing the one possessing it. <laughs> Cuz why well, not put that, that stealing and murder but yeah, but I, the, I, I suppose they're like, you can't own it if he's dead. It's just killing. It's not stealing. I'm not a dick. God. <laughs> okay. okay. Instead dude. of buying it outright, we'll mark your character as a thief or a murderer. Again, stop being prophetic. I got to read this. In most Sorry. places. 
untrustworthy or even to be feared. And I do right. like that. Yeah, games that add a mechanic like that in that spread your word. Yeah. Uh, uh, the word of your deeds, especially your misdeeds. I like it when games do that. Okay. I'd rather be feared than loved. It's a lot. It's a lot more reliable. Okay. Honest merchants and even thieves do not like to deal with those they think will rob them. So the difficulty should be increased one step for any further attempts at locating and purchasing items in the area. I like that. I like that rule. Now you're going to get someplace. How did they know? Well, it's not, they're not going to know if you took somebody five miles out uh, or found, found an unknown on the road five miles out and there's nobody watching. But yeah, chances th are think of it like a like like a video game at that point, you know, you have to have a witness to call you a murderer. And then if you kill that witness, eh, no one's going to know, you know, like eh, no one's going to know. Somebody's been playing Red Dead Redemption. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, difficulty should be increased. You said that for cases of theft and when violence was involved, the difficulty should be increased by two or more steps. Dude, you murdered somebody to take the item. Go away. I'm, I'm closing my shutters. And there's a little sidebar for opportunistic thievery that we're not going to get into. And I think we're done with the thievery. Selling items. Your character can choose to sell valuable items as well. This requires a similar society test. Think of it as a haggle test, right? Yeah. With a difficulty identical to that for finding the original item. Oh, I think it should be inverse. Don't you? Well, I mean, this, is for, so this is just for finding. Oh, no, this is selling. This is selling items. Right, but, but so it says... It, it, if something is rare, people, the merchants really want to buy it. So it should be easier to sell something that's rare in that area. Right? I mean, that makes sense. Well, theoretically, I can't argue that other than maybe the point of if it's that important. I, I, I don't know if this fits into the role. I, I, what I'm about to say, I don't know if it actually fits into the role. Well, you know what? Let's, let's go ahead and continue. It. Maybe they'll have something like that here. Yeah. So actually, no, it makes my point right here. Here we go. I just saw it. success with this test allows your character to find a buyer rather than a seller and grants your character gold equal to half the items cost rounding up plus one gold per momentum repeatable. So if you roll really well, you could probably get close to full price. Nope, you could get 100 with five successes. You could get 100 percent of the price. Yeah, up to a maximum of the uh, items listed price. And this is what I was going to try to say. It's, it's the idea of trying to find a buyer for that item. Because I don't yeah, think but, we're talking about, you know, a rusty sword. We're talking about something that's of value that most yeah, people aren't going to have. The item, right. I get it. I get it. But value is dependent on where you're selling it. Like if, if, if the game master says this place is in a famine and, and, and you have a whole wagon full of, uh, of dried meat, you're not going to have a problem finding buyers. You're not gonna have a problem. That's gonna be easy peasy. And uh, and if, if if he thinks I'm letting that go for half price, he's out of his freaking mind. Sorry, buddy. Ethan Dog, the humanitarian, folks. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't I didn't kill my way to this. I mean, I didn't acquire this food <laughs> to give it to you for my half nose. price. You're a businessman, so am I. You have a pen, I have a sword. Who's gonna win? It's not modern day, brother. It's Conan. Sword's gonna win. Now, Heathen Dog, don't blame me. It's in the book. You don't have okay. to retaliate on me for what I'm about to say. The However, word? too much selling can be problematic. You, Each, you didn't have to emphasize it. <laughs> he decided on that. <laughs> okay, I, I did. That's fair. 
Uh, each successive attempt to sell an item increases the difficulty of the society test by one step during that downtime period as finding other buyers becomes increasingly difficult. All right. So you can read more of the rules there, but uh, yeah. what, what this is saying is that this is this is uh, uh, applying a haggling market, an actual market, instead of just like, oh, I, I sell my stuff. Like, sure, you're going to sell rope and even maybe like his cart of... Uh, of, of meat or, or whatever, but you're trying to sell something meaningful. Most villages, you can't turn in a one inch ruby. No, they're not going to have enough money in the entire village to compensate you for the full value of that ruby, or maybe even half the value of that ruby. I mean, uh, they, they could throw in a couple daughters. <laughs> well, some might not even want it because knowing somebody knowing that he has the ruby is going to make him a target. That's true. Yeah. I get that. I get it. Your character cannot carry an endless amount of gear. Well, you don't know me. <laughs> I, I have a military duffel bag of holding. Come on, this, this game comes with magic muscles. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Equipment can be heavy, awkwardly balanced, inconvenient to carry on one's person or otherwise unwieldy. Each item of note is rated by its encumbrance, and we'll look at that in a little moment. So if, uh, if you can put a mental note... Ethan dog to look at encumbrance of an item later. Yeah. A value that describes its weight and portability. And that's another thing. A lot of people don't understand about encumbrance in a game is they treat it as just weight. But look, an eight foot two by four is light, but it's a pain in the butt to, you know, walk around the backyard, you know, yep. in between the garage and the house. And <laughs> you have to balance it all the time. Yep. Or, uh, it's not uh, that heavy. No, it's not that heavy. It's just, you know, if you tilt one, one way or the other, it, it's going to go off balance and it's going to get weird. That fraction of a degree here out at the end. <laughs> it's a lot. We, we Welcome, baby. My, my wife and I were just uh, putting up a ladder outside the house to uh, get a, a tree branch that was looked like it was going to fall on it. And I'm behind the shed in between the fence and the ladder wasn't that heavy when I'm just carrying it. But when I had to extend it and then get squeeze it back there, like bang, bang, <laughs> that's encumbrance. Encumbrance does not equate directly to a particular weight or volume. A broadsword is encumbrance one, and an average human is considered to be worth a brawn times two point of encumbrance. So what did we figure out? Average uh, stats were like 11, 12, whatever. Yeah. So actually, no, I think it was eight, wasn't it? Well, that, that's for an un, unremarkable oh, human. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, it said average human. It, well, average human is unremarkable. Average I'm player sorry, character. Come on like, now. That's true. Player character. There. It's an average human and say player character. So I'm going to go with 16 brawn. I mean, uh, 16 points of encumbrance. Sure. Okay. So, so that's, that's one of 16. That's not that bad. Generally, a human weighs much more than 10 broadswords, but for practical purposes, can take up just as much space or be equally awkward to carry. Yeah, I can see that. Your character can carry up to double the attribute brawn. We already got that, but now it's highlighted for you. Uh, in encumbrance with minimal effort and no inconvenience. This value brawn times two is your character's encumbrance. All right, so let's, uh, what happens when you get more? Accrues more fatigue in any situation where your character gains one or more, okay. Encumbered character accrues more fatigue in any situation where your character gains one or more fatigue. A forced march for a soldier bearing a heavy pack is no small feat. That's why we train, practice that. Yep. And the game master can spend doom at any time to inflict fatigue on or require resistance test of. See, this is oh, this is another thing. Uh, okay, now the the more doom comes up, 
the more it feels like this game is actually pitting the game master against the players. It's almost starting to feel personal. And I don't like that. Yeah, I'm torn. I'm in the middle because part of me doesn't like a specific number because people treat it like a black and white line. Like up until this point, I'm perfect. And I'll say, oh, I can't do anything. And we know that in reality, you fade. There, there's, yeah, there's, there's gradients in that. At the same time, you don't want to think like, okay, did you take that extra seven steps? Okay, now you're minus one. Okay, took another 42 steps. Now you're minus two. You know, you don't. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. There, it's, it's a fight between complexity yeah. to make it realistic and ease of play to make it, you know, not a slog fest. Right, right. And yeah. and this may be a, a, a good way of doing it. Like, look, I'm not going to worry about your fatigue until I decide to worry about your fatigue. <laughs> I do agree with you, though. That does seem pretty. So when the game master spends this doom, so whatever he's just feeling, he's got a little wild hair up his bum hole. Now he wants to do this. Dick. Everyone's suddenly tired. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? No. I've been marching for four days. I'm tired now. <laughs> what happened to day number one, two, three? The encumbrance and fatigue chart below lists the list of encumbrance that can be carried and the additional penalties to fatigue. All right, let's take a look. Oh, it's right there. Additional fatigue. So if you're in between brawn times two to times three, it's plus one. Actually, you can carry quite a bit. Look at that. Brawn times five? Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. You're no, plus it four. says times five and above. Yeah. That was a horrible mistake. <laughs> that was a horrible mistake. The horse is tired. I'll carry the horse. That's okay. Spend all the doom you want. Carry. I'm allowed. <laughs> well, it does say here your character can carry up to brawn times five in total. It says brawn times five and above in the chart. I wish this game was a little consistent, but luckily it's not. So ru ru rules lawyer heathen dog says no. <laughs> this might be for things like NPCs or whatever that might be able to oh, go above I, that. I, I, I wish that Creatures. was specified, but it's not. Yeah, I mean it's it's the char charts are always. Uh, I know. I'm, Anecdotal I'm being, too. I'm being this on purpose. Stop it. Okay. okay. <laughs> no problem. Attempting to carry more than this and your character becomes immobile and must succeed an athletic test to even perform basic movements. So if you, this is the fat guy sitting on your chest. Yeah. With the difficulty set at difficulty one, plus one step per additional multiple brawn above brawn times five. Well, there you go. Uh oh, Look at that. How much, how much does a horse weigh? <laughs> as crafty <laughs> for example moving normally with brawn time seven and encumbrance would require a daunting athletics role every scene your character suffering an additional six points of fatigue incurred whenever fatigue is earned that's um wow it's getting a little mathematical that's that's getting a little um oh, oh, oh. hold on oh it doesn't say how much oh. Oh, I was hoping. I was hoping for you. That would have been awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, mounts and transportation. You know what? I, I'm, we're not going to go over this. You get the concept of. I mean, look, a, a buffalo or ox can carry 45. Uh, a draft horse, 40. And that's about right. A draft horse versus a riding horse, it is about that. So, war horse has to carry some armor also. So. It's, you know, a little stronger. So that, that makes sense. Carriages. A heavy chariot. Oh, no. Well, no, no. A heavy chariot is supposed to carry a driver and, and two, two warriors, all of them fully armored, fully weaponed. And the, uh, the, the chariot itself 
is usually armored, has spikes on it. Have you seen those Egyptians? They weren't really all that armored. Well, this isn't Egyptian. This is Conan. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's, it's going to be all armored up. They, they used all the armor for stuff, not themselves. So, I get it. And then we have uh, watercraft. Let's see. Watercraft. Uh, oh yeah, boats. Lo- long ship. It's pretty much whatever you want to put on it. Let's just say you know a long ship. Yeah, stowage. I'm guessing that's what the hyphen means. You can look it up. Yeah. Horses, oxes, cattle. Um, I want to get to actual equipment now. I think we've covered the importance. Again, you, oh, we probably have to do belongings, actually. Uh, you can read the rules further to figure out uh, what's going on with equipment. So belongings are, now, I'm not putting words in heathen dog's mouth. I'm only saying this because he's here, but he'll probably remember this concept from the Mutant Chronicles video. So if we miss something here, we have the Mutant Chronicles videos that talk about this as well. But belongings are, broadly speaking, any items of equipment that don't fall into another category. The majority of belongings fit into one of three categories. Items that improve your character's ability to perform certain tasks. Items that allow your character to perform tasks that would otherwise be impossible. And items that exist purely for background or descriptive purposes. Like my third place trophy that I had in Mutant Chronicles. Improvement items. Items that improve your character's ability to perform certain tasks are commonplace. Indeed, sure. such items are the hallmark of a character skilled in a particular specialty. Oh, in particular specialty fields. These kits allow a character to perform tests using a particular skill without a penalty or represent tools that grant additional benefits when attempting certain types of tasks. All right, well, let's check an example out. For example, a healer's bag is connected, and yes, I'm Minnesota, and I say bag, get over it. It's connected to the healing skill as described on the table below. Attempting to use those skills for practical tasks, as opposed to knowledge-based or theoretical uses, without the associated kit can increase the difficulty by one step. So that is the tool you're using if you want to perform it on a normal basis. Like for for example, if if someone is bleeding from a big cut. And, and you want to patch it up. If you don't have bandages, it's going to be harder. You have to, you have to tear up their clothing. This is Conan. They don't have a lot. You have to take his loincloth. <laughs> and that's probably sweaty and na- <laughs> it's all sweaty and nasty. So it's probably going to get infected. It's going to be more difficult. It's going to be more difficult than if you had bandage in your, in your bag, in a healing kit. Makes sense. And right there, using a kit avoids this difficulty increase. Furthermore, kits are often used in conjunction with limited resources that can be used to gain bonus D20s on skill tests using the kit. That would be your medicine, your herbs, and so forth. Right, disinfectant from this to, to offset the sweaty loincloth. Okay. All right, this looks important. It has an asterisk. For entries marked with an asterisk. In availability, the value provided is a rough estimate. However, the game master is encouraged to make seeking out such libraries uh, is encouraged to make seeking out such libraries adventures in their own right. Oh, I get such libraries adventures in their own right. Gaining access Could to use a comma, but okay. Yeah, I, I'm horrible with comma use, so I don't bitch about commas too much because <laughs> I'm usually the one that's wrong. But yeah, I, I think there could have been one there too. Gaining access to an academic library full of charts, apparently, of stinging lore may require joining the cult of set which <laughs> just for a in the next segment you're gonna find out might not be the wisest it's, of choices it's just for a minute <laughs> can i have a temporary membership <laughs> can i have I a trial please <laughs> can i trial period 
Anyway, um, larger versions are facilities or libraries. You can see that this gets kind of detailed in this tools, momentum. And I'm not trying to be like, whatever, this chapter sucks, but we don't have to go through everything. The point for us is to let you know that this stuff is here and that, you know what, the game puts it in the rules. All right. Uh, camouflage gear. I've got to be honest with you, I don't really care. Pry bear. Pry bar. They have an actual, was it one paragraph on pry bars? Really? <laughs> okay, we, I got to read it. I is it that it. important? We got to read it then. Yeah. This is a solid steel bar with curved, narrow ends. Sure. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> Used as a lever for prying open sealed containers. I had a thief in D D that had weapon proficiency and paired cry, uh, pry bars. Yes. Awesome. Uh, removing heavy duty nails, breaking rocks, and for other tasks requiring brute force and leverage. A character like using yeah. yeah <laughs> a character using a pry bar to break something reduces the difficulty of the athletics test by two steps. Wow, that's a lot. A pry bar can be used as a club. Well, yeah. Oh, what's that? I can't read that. That's too small on the screen. Okay. Weird guy says, uh, disinfectant. Don't you know we we Chimerans use red hot pokers and, and a stick to bite down on? Mutters something about lowlander wimps. <laughs> Thank you for the $5 and the lesson in abject manliness. Appreciate it. When you said lowlanders, I'm going through the uh, Brandon Sanderson novels. Uh, the Oh my God, I can't... I, that's George R. R. Martin. Whatever the 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 Wave King stuff, and one of the characters in there is always like uh, saying uh, stupid lowlanders and so forth. So I got that vision, not not a Conan vision. Sorcerer's garb and talismans. Oh, we'll get to that in the next section. <laughs> We're gonna okay. get to that library. Who cares? Nobody can read in Conan. You don't need, any, you don't need any reading. You don't need reading or <laughs> writing or arithmetic. This is Conan. Right? Come on, man. <laughs> Be like weird guy. Wow. <laughs> melee weapons are only effective against targets within reach okay yeah uh well ranged weapons are effective at greater distances and we kind of talked about that and angrily went through the chapter talking about weapons yes okay not angrily disappointedly yes. a melee weapon has the following aspects okay here they're, they're bolded so let's keep this in the back of our noodles also reach damage size and quality well reach we already know right it's a melee yep. weapon. It just, you just told me the reach. Close. Damage. As discussed in the section on attacks, this entry determines the weapon's basic damage before any other factors, such as a character's damage bonus, are applied. This basic damage is expressed as a number of phoenixes. Phoenix eye? Uh, it's, it's phoenix. Com combat dice. I looked it up several times. Oh, did you? Okay. Phoenixes. <laughs> to be rolled upon a successful strike, such as three burning birds. And again, remember, those are the Conan dice. If I had some, I'd show you, but I don't. I only have the Chronicles. And a woman in my bed. This is Conan. <laughs> Violence solves everything, says his noodle's full. Awesome. So, sorry. Well, then hang out and just listen to our voices. Got to have someone empty your noodle. <laughs> what? It's obviously got sauce in it. I'm out. Game over. It's obviously got <laughs> sauce in it. What? No, I was thinking, I, I was thinking like pasta. Oh, you, oh, you're dirty, man. You're dirty. You know, before we get into the rest of this, do we have any chats to look over? Uh, we got a couple. Okay. Uh, right here. Uh, no, I'm going full max. Get those words out of there. Give me a money table. He, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, a, he, he a, a, like the abstract. He, he likes a spreadsheet. 
I to be it. fair, a lot of uh, I won't call them yeah. grognards, but a lot of uh, a lot of old timers do. And look, I I somewhat fall into that because I get it and I'm used to it, but I'm transitioning. Yes. Wow. Don't use that word. Okay. Here we go. Crafty says, uh, if you have a cart full of thralls and slaves, that could be useful to a small village that can repay you in food, shelter, and supplies. Yes, they may not have money. But if you have a whole cart full of slaves that'll work on their farms or 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 rebuild their barn or whatever, that'll buy you a lot of good faith hospitality, uh, daughters and food. So, yeah, it all depends on how you use it. Just like your wife says all the time, it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's just how you use it. And then Justin says, this is Conan we're speaking about. He's going to bring a wagon of tuna melts into a desert having a famine. Hey, you know what? If, if I have a wagon of tuna melts and I can get it to a place that's in famine without them spoiling, I'm going to do it because that's going to make bank. And then I'm going to use that bank to buy this like five month in, in the making full plate armor. And then I'm going to win every fight because no one else has armor in this game. Then Crafty says, uh, Heathen Dog, I understand the GM versus PC mentality can happen with this game. But if you... I'll sit down and play Conan. There's an understanding that doom momentum is part of the game. I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah. We're, we're that. That's why I, that's why I said it seems like sounds like, because I haven't played it before. So on, on reading it, it seems like there is an intrinsic antagonistic nature between the game master and the player. And if that's true, I don't like it. You say it's not true because you played it and it doesn't work that way. And I think that's awesome. Uh, two things. Number one, yeah, we have to default to your experience of playing the game. Yes. Um, you know, it's like when uh, uh, Chimerian said that he likes something like this because he wants the DM held in check. Well, I'm the opposite on that one. It's like, no, I'm the DM. I tell you what's up. But I, I can absolutely understand. And one of the games that we're going to cover for the Free League stuff when we go into Coriolis, it actually has something very similar to this. And we'll probably bring this stuff up again at that time. But remember, it is a, I won't call it a balance, but it is a give and take, right? They have chronicle points. They have momentum. Or was it, is it chronicle points in this one? Or am I thinking the other game? Whatever. Yeah, that's the other game. What, I forget what they're called here. They have the a points. Fortune, maybe I forget. Yeah, yeah, fortune points. Thank you. Thank you. Fortune points and momentum already at their disposal. So characters can, or players can go in and start spending those points for their characters. So the Game Master, on the other hand, has the Doom. And yeah, there's this thing. And, and Crafty said it before, but I'll say it again here. It's a bad player who is scared to use the momentum. Or the fortune. Or fortunes. Well, well yeah, momentum or fortune. Because one, you're going to get some back. And two, you're just letting the Game Master stack it up. But it's also a bad Game Master who isn't occasionally using this against the player. My thing is I would probably need experience uh, to, yes. to balance out an encounter because I usually, when I do my encounters, I don't balance them, but I do understand that when I put out that this is going to be tough for the players. Now, if I have Doom on my side as well, I, I honestly, when I ran through some tests, pardon me for bringing up another game, but it's the experience that I have. When I did uh, Coriolis and I did some test combats, I made my combats too strong. And I thought I was balancing them out, but the reason was is because I could keep the through what the players, well, the fictitious players were doing, I was raising up the equivalent of my doom. And all of a sudden, that fight got a little bit too uh, too sticky for him. 
So uh, anyway, and now the second thing is somebody said it earlier, but I just noticed it here. The gain on your microphone is a bit high and you, you actually started cracking in that one. All right, hang on. Wow. Well, that was screwed. I quit. <laughs> wrong thing. Wrong thing. Uh, you're, you're not overly loud. It just it was uh, clipping. In the meantime, I, okay. unless there's any other chat, I'm going to move on. Move on. Okay. Um, so size, this entry determines the size. One-handed, two-handed. I think you can figure that out. Uh, we're not going to read that. Uh, unbalanced. Now, these are terms we're going to have to know because we'll probably come across them. It's heavy and difficult and people... Uh, it's heavy and difficult to wield for any but the strongest people. The wielder has a brawn of nine or higher. The weapon is considered to be one-handed. Oh, wow. The wielder has a brawn of eight or lower. The weapon is considered to be two-handed instead. Oh, so this is more like a bastard sword kind of thing. Yeah, but nine isn't that. Isn't that? Isn't that a? That's not a lot. Not for a player character, but for a normal oh, person. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because we we already established like the average dude is an eight, right? So yeah. a nine or higher. Okay. Got it. Got it. Check. Unwieldy. This weapon is extremely bulky, cumbersome, and not particularly portable. So when we see these things later, unbalanced is kind of a meh. Unwieldy is like whoa. So any attack made with an unwieldy weapon increases the difficulty by two steps. That's difficulty, folks. That's number of successes you need to hit. So you this is like... D1 to D3. Yeah. Just then. This is like picking up, you know, a bent log with two arms and trying to hit somebody with it, okay? I mean... Uh, and generates a complication on a 19 or 20 instead of only a 20. But... These penalties can be removed by taking the brace action. So if you stand against a wall, oh, this would be something like for a, a kind of a, a a long spear, you know. Yes, one 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 that's was used to uh, to absorb a cavalry charge. Yeah, yeah. Fixed, too large. It's in a fixed position. This is your scorpions. I don't know if this game has scorpions, but you know, cannons, whatever. Yeah. Monstrous. This weapon is Trebuchet. massive, designed to be wielded by creatures larger than ordinary people. Okay, well then we're not gonna worry about it qualities um these are the special uh attacks or special things that it will uh apply against people i want to get to the weapons because we have a whole other segment to do after this so let's take a look at a couple of in here i'm going to zoom out just a touch hopefully i can get the whole chart in there i can i mean let's look at a broadsword there we go reaches two two see now i'm already it's yeah, it, 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 what what is that go go back up to reach go back up to reach yep. and read it again because we Damage. apparently don't understand it. Uh, was it even higher than that? Nope. Or crafty put into... Damage, size, range. All range. No, it's range weapons. Nope. Where's reach? Where's reach? You got range. All range. Of... Nope, that's not, that's not yep, working not for reach. us. Doesn't talk about reach. That's great. It, it might have, we, we may have skipped it. We, may, we, may, we missed it. Crafty, what does, what does reach represent? In the we meantime, while he's getting ready to hopefully type that in, if he's not working right now, uh, damage is uh, five combat dice. Yep. So if you remember, the combat dice can be one, two, uh, or whatever's on five and six. And I forget because it's different than the Mutant Chronicles dice. Yeah, uh, five and six is is one, one plus a, a, a special. And I think six is either one or two plus a special. Yeah, I, I don't remember, but it does include the special, right? Yes, it does include the special. Uh, the size parrying and vicious. Yeah, parrying in this one. Reaches weapon size, a dagger. Be... 
Yeah, but what or raises or lowers the difficulty of attack or reaction. Now that makes sense because if you're taking a short sword against a broadsword, the broadsword has reach for a reason. It's a better weapon. A two-handed sword would have. Oh, I can okay, I can okay. keep somebody with a dagger at range. Yeah, right, okay. right. For example, if 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 someone is has a broadsword and another person has a dagger and they're fighting, because the reach is greater on the broadsword. The, the guy with the dagger, instead of difficulty one, it's going to be difficulty two because it's yep. one it's one less than the than the broadsword. So it's yep. going to be harder to close the distance safely to actually hit him. And this isn't the only game that uses a mechanic like that. So I get no. it. I just didn't no. realize what, uh, what yes. that was doing there. So the broadsword is unbalanced. So you need so a, you... if you do it one handed, you need a nine or higher brawn. Oh. But two handed is fine with eight or less. Yep. And then... Uh... Uh, its quality is parrying so i i don't again i don't fully know how that falls into play because that's the specialty so that means do you have to roll a five or six in order to parry or we will is that a de declaration i i, I think we're going to find out later on when it, when it tells us qualities fair enough or when uh yeah because we'll look at that sword in just a moment or when crafty puts in chat because you know <laughs> he'll do that all right let's uh swords daggers knives we don't have to read all of that I do like I do like things like this. Be like, I know what an I know what an axe looks like. Yeah, but you know what? It's good to have it put in the book. Parry is a passive quality that does not oh, that does not need an effect. Okay. Okay. Well, hopefully it'll tell us the definition of parrying up here, because I don't yeah. remember it from combat. Look at all those weapons, it. armor, shields. So I haven't seen shields. any armor yet. Nope, no armor, just shields. There's no armor here. It's all loincloths and. <laughs> <laughs> and scantily clad women protecting your legs. That's pretty much it. <laughs> I do want to look these two up. So like the Arbalest has qualities of unforgiving and vicious. So let's find out what those are also. Love to. You. Backlash. Plan. Okay, so cavalry. Oh, here we are. Fragile, grappling. Hidden, parrying. Parrying, parrying. Oh, parrying. Yep, yep, you're right. Let me zoom in on that. This weapon is extremely effective at deflecting other attacks. Okay, makes sense. Sure, sure. When wielding one or more weapons with this quality, the doom cost of making a defender protect reaction with the parry skills reduced by one. Oh, oh, yeah, it's it's a reaction thing. And normally when you take a reaction, you give the game master a doom point. And then if you do a reaction again, you give him another, you give him two doom points, then three, then four. So if you have parry, a weapon that's parrying four, you you can you can parry reaction four times in a round without giving the game master anything. So, does this also work on the flip side where the game master uh, doesn't have to spend doom to parry? If if his NPCs have have a broadsword with parry, yeah, right, 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 yeah, with with yeah. this. Uh, that's all right. Let's. Uh, what did I say? But Vicious it, it, and but hang on, it didn't have an X after it, which means it probably doesn't have a number scheme so it could be only yeah. pairing is considered pairing one only uh pairing skills reduced by one yeah 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 so you just reduce it by one so the first one's free the next one only gives the game master one doom point instead of two and so on okay Cra crafty says uh you can if you have a parry sword and a shield you can do it twice for free oh sweet um Unforgiving. so there it is uh, and vicious unforgiving yep. oh, if the target good. of this attack was affected by an exploit action Immediately before this attack was made, then this attack gains the int intense, intense vicious qualities. But what if it already had vicious? Well, All right, whatever. Let's move well, on. We'll have to look at what intense is now because I want to see if yeah. that gun does. 
An attack with this quality inflicts X additional damage for each effect. Oh, so if you get the effect dice even before momentum, you're doing more damage. Wow. Okay, that's yep. cool. I like yeah, that. And and it, and it had vicious and unforgiving, which means you can get vicious twice. And intense. intense. These attacks are designed to inflict massive harm on a target. Right. We can kind of figure that out. <laughs> Incapacitating them far more swiftly. If an intense attack inflicts one or more harms upon the target, which we talked about last week, then mm -hmm. it inflicts one additional harm. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Okay. That's, okay. That's rough. All right. Yeah. I bet you that weapon isn't just handed out like candy. No, no, probably not. Okay. Here's your armor. Yeah. It's probably garbage. And we talked about soak last week. Remember, cover is either two or four soak, right? Yep. And oh, the armor Heavy looks clothing. Pretty. I've never, ever seen someone wearing that much clothes in any Conan thing. Whatever. <laughs> this is this is Puritan Conan? I don't think so. <laughs> Puritan Conan. Well, you might see the NPCs wearing this because then you know they're bad guys. Oh, good... there you go. There you go. Good guys don't wear armor because they don't need it. They have plot. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Plot armor is <laughs> invisible and undefeatable. Okay, we'll go through this quickly. Heavy clothing, armor soak of one. That makes sense. Only torso and arms. And uh, then there's heavy clothing trousers that yep. gives legs. Also a soak of one, but only on legs. Light yeah, and armor and if you look at the character sheet, it's broken down by location. Yes, it's broken out by location. Yes. So what is a very heavy armor? Is that the highest? Okay, yeah, very heavy armor is the highest. Oh, you that know, is, full plate, uh, whatever. Soak of four. Which is pretty darn good. Yeah. Of course, that's going to be heavy. What, what's the weight on that? Um, which one's weight? Uh, in Encumbrance, last, uh, last one. Seven. Seven. That's not that's as much as I thought it would be. Over full plate armor, all. Seven. That, okay. All right. I mean, even an average guy, he's, he's still under half, right? Well, yeah, yeah, because of that doubling. No, but he's not, still just over half. Sorry, he's just yeah. over half. But then you have your sword. <laughs> And you have your... Well, you'll have a smaller sword, to be fair, but you'll last longer. You'll be able to use it more. And a shield? Nah, you don't need a shield. You got full, you got full plate armor. Shut the hell up, you whiny bastard. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I want God to give me a force field, too. Shut up. All right, Shut the Bob here. rule. Um, he and Doug knows what I'm talking about when I say that. Most armor types include several layers and incorporate a variety oh. of different materials in their construction. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Metal plates overlapping smaller metal plates affixed to leather. Worn atop, let me zoom in. Worn atop padded cloth is not uncommon, for example. Because it's already a feature of the armor design, Bob, layering different types of armor atop one another will increase the penalties of wearing armor, but does not add any additional soak. People who are, who are in the know will look at you like, yeah, he's going to die first. <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy. Armor for mounts. Oh, are we done? We're yep. done! And guess what we're going to be talking about next? Theory. So let's stop sharing. All right, All right, let's... I have I have one thing here okay. from Crafty. Uh, now you can see why the exploit action is so important in the gameplay loop. Yes, yes. Uh, the exploit action to as a as a as a setup for a volleyball spike, which is uh, which is double vicious depending on your weapon, can be <laughs> it, it can be absolutely deadly. Yes, you're out. You are correct. I don't really have anything else to say about. Uh... About equipment, I mean, just we just wanted to go through it to show one that abstract nature of it, and just kind of show how it's laid out in the book for you. And this, surprisingly to me, the chapter I probably personally care the least about 
It's the one I think we covered in the most appropriate manner we were supposed to do it. Yay. <laughs> so, so anyway. Oh, we, uh, that's the secret. All we have to do is hate the, completely hate the section we're going for, and we hit it just with efficiency. I mean, right. I didn't hate it. I just, uh, equipment is not something that for me in a game is ever really horribly important. Un un until I saw Double Vicious, and I'm like, all right. Until I saw Double Vicious. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little important. So, all right, uh, please like, oh, let me let me click that one. I want to click it. Yeah, there you go. Please like, subscribe, and share. Tell us what you think about this. Um, again, I feel that fewer people are going to watch this segment versus like the combat one although that one is an hour and 47 minutes but uh going back to the beginning of it what we were saying about it, what are your thoughts on our coverage of this game uh especially since this is our last last day although there is one more video to pop in just a couple of days uh just let, let us know what your thoughts are on this coverage i mean i wasn't trying to hate on it too much we're we're hating on the book not the game or so right any final comments you got no we're good all right i'll just put that up because i can Boom. All right, let's get sorcery ready here. Where's my thingy? Crafty says, uh, hang on. Crafty says, uh, sacrificing armor to not take harm is important. I didn't see that in there. We, we, we could have missed it. But how do you sacrifice armor to, to not take harm damage? Yeah, I didn't see that. We didn't, we didn't see that, but we could have missed it. And I, and I really do mean what I, since we're not on the video side, I really do mean what I said. How we covered that chapter is generally how we should be covering all the chapters when it comes to the read-throughs. Because we can always do an overview later with some specificity. But so what Max is saying, uh, needs to rewrite the book and make it usable. Actually, you know what? Craft, Crafty would do that if they paid him. Definitely. He would, it would be a labor of love for him. So according to some of the things that uh, uh, that Omen Owl and Crafty were saying, uh, in, in, we had a private conversation, mostly private conversations in the moderator chat since they're both there. And what they're both saying is that there were some known issues with this book anyway that they wanted us to kind of look at. And apparently the Conan fan base had been trying to tell Modiphius over and over again, please rewrite this book. And then Modiphius just sold the IP off or lost the IP or whatever happened. So it's not going to happen now, but apparently it's been a known issue in the 2D20. And I know we're waiting on something from Crafty, so I'm, I'm holding yep. off here because I don't want to talk about doing the sorcery section. No, no, that would be inappropriate. And you know, you, I hate, I hate it when you're inappropriate. <laughs> Omanel says he's still 45 minutes behind. So uh, there you go. There's your timestamp, Omanel. You just typed it in. There you go. Armor has hit locations. You can sacrifice the piece of armor on the location, permanently losing that piece of armor, oh. but you do not take the harm. Oh, that's I a, see. That's a cool okay. mechanic. I didn't I didn't realize you could choose. Usually in games, you can't choose to, for your armor to break. Someone has to actually break it. So that is that is different. That is I, different. I, I like that for because it gives it gives it to the player and says, look, you have a yeah, choice. Hey, do you want your armor broken from now on? You're 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 not gotten got no soak on your chest or your arm or your leg or whatever, but you're not going to take harm this time. So so one in the hand or two in the bush. What do you want? <laughs> I, I have so my question to that is: Does that break it completely, or does it reduce its uh, soak by one each time? It says permanently losing that piece of armor, so it means break completely. Okay. 
smash. Maybe maybe for this game, I think that works. I uh, for other games, I would like the idea of that's how you degrade armor in the game. Instead of trying to have some sort of weird mechanic, you lose it. Okay, got it. Uh, instead of having some sort of weird mechanic that you're trying to ham fist in that doesn't work with the game, I think something like that would be awesome. Where it's like, okay, this is. I'm using this as an example, not because the rule needs to be there, but remember Battle Lords, right? Armor was always being degraded slowly during the fight. Yeah. Over time, during the fight, it gets chipped away at, chipped away at, until it finally breaks. Right. Uh, this would be a great way of saying, you know what? Your choice is to take the wound. I'm using Earth now. You can take the wound, or your armor can be degraded by a point. And you'll have to go get it repaired later. Well, th yeah. this one is not, not degraded. Yeah, yo, no, this one's gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is gone. You Hey, you know what? Hey, uh, Heathen Dog, I know you don't like shoulder shoulder pads. Guess what? You can sacrifice your shoulder pads. I'll jump on that. There you go. All right, let's get to sorcery. All right, for the second part of segment one today, we are going to cover sorcery. And a sorcery is uh, when I, I did. I actually read this one. Now, does that mean I understand every word and I'm, I'm ready to go with sorcerers? No, but I did read it and I kind of know how this chapter flows now. Is it so, generally bad for people? Yeah, yeah, yes. Well, it's bad. For, it's bad Excellent. for the people who want to be sorcerers. Every every Conan movie and of the two Conan books I've read in my life, sorcery has always been worse then then it then it's it's been helpful it's been hurtful more than helpful oh yeah 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 that that that's here <laughs> okay see good. i'll even go so far as to say this you know how you were telling kevin well here let me go through my proclivities but uh so we can get that out of the way and then uh then i'll tell you my so we believe that role-playing games should take place in fantastic worlds like hyboria hyperborea what, what is what is it for conan next game recovery is hyperborea whatever borea this is there we go. Aurora Borealis. In fantastic rules, <laughs> the folks of the game should be on role-playing and having a good time. The core values of hashtag RPGate and any good tabletop group are escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, and or natural organic inclusion, not forced diversity. Spread this around, folks. A lot of you believe it. You send me messages saying that you believe it. Well, put it out there on the on the, on the twatters and on the mindses and on the mewies and wherever you guys are. Start, start start shouting out more hashtag RPGate. It's, it's coming back. It's in vogue right now. The charity we support is the Wounded Warrior Project, a national nonpartisan organization whose mission is to honor and empower wounded warriors. Please refer to the description below for the link to where you can make your hopefully tax-deductible donation. And finally, join us Thursdays and Saturdays for a very special twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth 30 Casuals as we play multiplayer games for your mockery and enjoyment. And this and is how we 50% cheating and only 63%. The math has been done, sir. <laughs> Money is exactly. that important in the game. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. Cause on Saturday you don't cheat too much. Can you cheat? I don't even think you can cheat in that one. No, th Thursday's DDO. And yeah. Yeah. No, yeah Thursday. Really I meant you're right. No, no. Yeah. And, and to be fair on Friday, Saturday, whatever day, Saturday, uh, the cheating is only in the fact of lots of money and not having pilots that equate to the mechs that they have. <laughs> their pilots suck. They really do because, well, they cheated their way up. And of course, here on the YouTube channel, you can watch these game related segments where we cheat and give you all the information you need. That's right. Yeah. 
Or you can check out the Friday Night Chill stream where we don't cheat because we're all screaming about stuff. No, we're not screaming. We have a panel of guests who opine and comment and editorialize on the TTRPG hobby. And I'm sure right now you're like, oh my God, shut up about this nonsense. Get to the point of the video. So there you go. Read that. And of course, subscribe. And let's get back to the segment one. Oh, I don't have it presented because that's weird. Oop. Not really. Presented. There we go. And hi. All right, sorcery. All right, this entire first part of sorcery says sorcery bad. Okay. Then Granted. it says traditions. Basically, this is how you can learn sorcery. There you yeah. go. Whatever. Find a witch. If she doesn't swallow your eyeballs or your soul, you may be okay. There is kind of truth to what you said. <laughs> That's the messed up thing. And we will talk a little bit about that. Uh, the sorcerer's repertoire. Wisdom. While the novice might seek out truly powerful magic, a sorcerer with any intelligence soon realizes that a fierce reputation and arcane knowledge often yields greater returns than expensive dark packs made under the full moon. This requires role-playing, and this is one of the things why I loved Dragonlance for Dungeons & Dragons, and I really get irked by dungeon masters who run low magic worlds and don't incorporate something like this. It's also why, got to be honest with you, I kind of don't like high magic worlds. For me personally, I mean, I don't care that other people plan, but um, because I like that mystery. I remember one of the lines in Dragonlance Chronicles, I think it was, was like, oh, I remember the exact verbiage, but it was something like, oh, just because somebody wears a robe does not mean he's a magician. Go, go get him. And well, they went to get him and things yeah. happened. Um, he rolled snake eyes on that one. Right. But <laughs> you know what? The other 19, well, as you said snake eyes. So the other 11 numbers he could have got would have been okay for him because the odds are in his favor he just you know he said uh, robes are comfy yeah people wear them <laughs> so if you if you have just enough ability or possibility of ability that could go a long way where you don't need to be the dark sorcerer that's got like a tail and three eyeballs and fingers that are webbed together and so forth. By the way, that can happen in this game too. Uh, we're all that because who cares? I don't care if I'm cursed by the strong guy or the, or the guy who's just accidentally dicking around with it. Either way, I'm cursed. So can we not do any of it? That'd be cool. So wisdom is the art of understanding the limits of knowledge. And when to be silent and listen and when to allow others to answer questions they dare not ask. It's far better for the sorcerer to subtly cultivate a reputation for sorcerer's knowledge than it is to display raw power and by extension to indicate where that knowledge and power ends. And I, I get it in a level-based game like Dungeons and Dragons. It can be hard to present this, but I'm telling you, I don't care what game I'm playing. It could be a science fiction game. It could be Conan. It could be D&D. This paragraph should be in every single book on magic. Heck, doesn't Mage have something similar to this written into yes. it? Yes, it does. Uh, the whole idea of less is more. Uh, you, you, you give a little bit and you hint that there's so much more power beyond that that you don't deserve to even see it, let alone know about it. And then you are held in, in high regard. You're revered. People fear you, love you, want, want to be with you, want to be like you, all that stuff. And, but, and then, then there's the guy who just goes full out all the time. Yeah. He makes a big mess, kills a lot of folk, but now you know exactly where he's at. 
you know his level you 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 know the range of his abilities the power of his mm-hmm. abilities and you can make plans accordingly but the other guy the the, the uh, quiet guy that uh, th- throws out you know free cantrips here and there for for you know fun funsies and stuff you don't know his true power level there's no planning for him he's a wild card stay a wild card I'm going to bring up Dragonlance again. Remember the first time that raced them through a fireball? And uh, I think it was Sturm was like, when the hell did you learn how to do that? And he's like, I don't need to tell you. <laughs> I I think uh, he was he was taken over momentarily by Fist and Danilus. I thought, that, well, maybe. I thought that was when they were down at Icewall, but I thought it was the to show the progression no, yeah, he, that he, he leveled from Red four Robe to five. At the time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's red, red robes don't have access to evocation spells. He was, he was, uh, he was taken oh. over by Fist and Danalus. He so he was casting black robe spells at the time. Okay, that that, that makes sense. But I just remember the argument between him and I think it was Stern, might have been his brother Carmen, where he's like, "When did yeah. you learn well, how to do that?" He didn't want to talk about it because it was fucking embarrassing. But still, I don't have to <laughs> he tell didn't remember you. It. <laughs> he <laughs> didn't remember doing it because he wasn't in control. He wasn't driving. But alchemy and craft. The alchemy skill can be used by the uninitiated to create bronze and steel, to craft crude lenses, or identify metal from the color of a flame. Here we go. Let me zoom in a little bit. Oh, I don't have my thing at the bottom of the screen. Now I do. When a sorcerer returns to alchemy, powerful effects known as petty enchantments. I love the word powerful next to petty. Mm-hmm. Become possible. Each petty enchantment is a formula that the sorcerer has learned and mastered an individual talent for the alchemy skill. So you remember how talents work? If not, well, we have like three weeks ago, I think we covered that. Some sorcerers choose to exclusively specialize in these works, progressing along this path rather than that of pure sorcery because they kind of see that that sorcery path is like, ooh. (laughs) Yeah, the sorcery path ends in thorns and bad feelings and all that stuff. Petty enchantments are typically spell-like effects imbued into an object or a substance. This creation will display magic effects, qualities that are not truly magical nature, but are based on the rude science of the age. Do you think they meant crude there? Either way, I think it's old. I I don't see science as being rather pleasant or rude. I don't. I, 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 I see rude and crude in that context as being the same thing. I think I've heard that before, but. Okay. You might be right. Maybe it is a typo. The craft skill allows a sorcerer to bind petty enchantments into a form for ease of delivery. The most common delivery is that of a glass ball. Yeah. Holding the enchantment safe from the very air. However, as sorcerers are ingenious and varied in their inventions, as well as their resources, there can be no exhaustive list. All right, let's scroll down. The alchemy skill can be used by any character, even one who is not a sorcerer. Most of these petty enchantments found in markets are produced by practicing alchemists such as these, content to produce such items for trade rather than for the pursuit of enlightenment or greater power. Um, the enlightenment is the fact that you didn't seek out the greater power. I'm just saying. Hey, hey we haven't gotten there yet. Fair. Calm down. No, people don't know. It's like, oh, power sounds better. Well, we haven't gotten there. Oh, the book says that too. <laughs> Any character with the alchemy skill can take... Uh, sorry, I lost my line here. Oh, any character with the alchemy skill can make any commercially available petty enchantment. These substances and trinkets are substantially weaker when compared to the wares produced by a true sorcerer. Okay, we don't need to keep reading that because I want to get to what they can make. Oh, sorry, I do have to read Persuade. I was going to skip it, but I just realized nope, 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 there's a 
important part in there for game mechanics. Once a sorcerer's nature is known, a convincing threat or boast can be more than enough to enforce the sorcerer's will. This goes back to what we were talking about a moment ago. Yeah. And can diffuse threats before they are acted upon. While the persuade skill is not a prerequisite for sorcery, the skill itself is invaluable to anyone who wishes to follow that path. With persuade and a suitable demonstration, a sorcerer can live like royalty while at the same time marshalling vast resources for a great conjuration. This is role-playing that will require a relatively decent game master and a relatively decent player who is, A, trying to rationalize everything and justify stuff, but playing a character who, we'll just say, is, uh, you know, taking a little extra on the side. Or, you know what? My gifts, my magic is powerful. I need to be paid in gems and gold for this. I pulled a rabbit out of a hat. You don't know what he can do. That rabbit might be the Vorpal Rabbit. Sorcerers are oft willing to attach themselves to the retinues of wealthy nobles and courts, depending on others to support their magical efforts. You've heard of OPM, right? Yeah. Other people's money? Yep. Use it when necessary. Exactly. Many a sorcerer stirred the ambitions of would-be kings or queens by assuring them that the portents are good for an attempt at insurrection or rev- uh, res- sorry, revolution. Yeah, um, it's like, I don't know if I would do that, sire. The rabble, rabble, rabble. They're, they're becoming dangerous, and I foresee bad portents to you. But I can help you out for just a small price of $39.99. So, animal handling and survival. Uh, no? What's that? Eh, uh, skip it. Mm, there, is, there is a part in here. I don't remember exactly what sentence it is, but there's a part in here that kind of explains why it's important. Everyone can talk to horses. Shut up. Go on. Well... It's more than that. It's it talks about how they live on the outskirts of society. Okay, shamans, great. Okay, well, petty enchantment, sweet. A petty enchantment is any good or substance produced by the alchemy skill, which we already said. Yep. They are not intrinsically magical. Um, all right, here we go. Petty enchantments are created are created by taking various ingredients in the proper ratios and producing spectacular effects. Gunpowder. By the way, one of the reasons why I focused on what I did in the equipment section is because I had read this section. I'm like, okay, now we're going to see it put into practice. The ingredients themselves need not be unobtainable, and many are quite common, but it is the knowledge of how to combine them that is rare. Generally, all but the rarest ingredients may be purchased, as with other acquisitions between adventures, these ingredients must then be refined by the alchemist. So you take the time to refine it. That's why it's done mostly while you're not adventuring. Having procured the desired ingredient, the alchemist must make an alchemy test to convert the components into a petty enchantment. So right now we're talking generally about we get some stuff and we mix it together and what? Normally, the construction of a petty enchantment is achieved during down. Yeah, I said that. Uh, with the alchemist recording the enchantments, which have been... Is there anything above that? I don't think so. Yeah, conjured. Con- con- conjured. However, alchemists are often clever individuals who plan well in advance. So game masters may prefer to allow the optional rule regarding ingredients presented in ingredients below, which I'm not looking at. This other one, okay, there, there, all that, this is the sentence I wanted. Unless otherwise stated, all petty enchantments use one ingredient in the construction. Okay, so that that's for all you people who at the end of a game, you collect your money, how many... How many enchant- How many petty enchantments do you want? Well, one per ingredient. Right. There you go. 
And this term ingredient is very similar to when we were talking about money above as in one gold and one resource. It's not defined. Nope. It's just an ingredient. Yep. You pay for an ingredient. The ingredient is the resource. Yes. You either, you either have to gather it or you have to buy it. Therefore, it has intrinsic value. And that's what you're using. It's, it's abstract. When yep. necessary, I don't normally do the sidebar, but unfortunately it's here. When necessary, the game master can require the character to perform an average D1 alchemy test modified by conditions if the available availability of special ingredients is needed or when ingredients are scarce. This is right. a way that game masters can kind of limit, like, look, man, you, you know what, what you need to make this happen. You need some aloe vera and you're not in aloe vera land, but it can grow everywhere. I know. but So it's just yep. difficulty one, but Guess you got to roll. Guess what? We're, we're in a rocky crag in, uh, in uh, moss covered ireland there's there's no there's no aloe here sorry man or or uh, you you need you need a, a lily of the whatever and we're in a desert so right sorry dude i mean you you might have a noble who has a garden that has lilies in it but if you want to buy that it's going to cost a lot yes and and again it's a it's a way of also helping the the sorcerer know that what you do isn't for everybody. Yes, most of the ingredients are normal, but you still need a cockatrice eye or some nonsense, you know? And that's where the ingredient aspect comes in. Mm -hmm. So as this finishes up here, the game master and players alike, however, are encouraged to describe ingredients in as narrative a fashion as desired. While the actual ingredients remain generic and abstract. I, 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 some people hate both sides of this, and I don't understand that disconnect. I like the I'm I'm doing one resource or one sorry in this case what is it one ingredient but I get to describe it how I want I pull out one of my books of magical herbs behind me that I have for games like this the game master doesn't have to think about what goes in there I just page through like oh I need this leaf or I need you know this item and it's great it allows me to add more narrative uh, action to it without you know thinking about yeah. it Let's or it. it also it also gives the choice of you don't want to deal with all the specifics yeah it's an ingredient it's right. a generic ingredient widget let's move on how many widgets do you have do you need there you go there's your ingredient widgets you can make your thing if you don't want to deal with it exactly personally i would only deal with it if you were in some kind of far off or foreign land mm -hmm. then i would deal with specific ingredients not being available but if if you learn to make this petty enchantment in 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 Hyboria and you are still in Hyboria, mm -hmm. you can get it. Yep. That's fine. It, and and you could have a, you could have a replacement. Like this one says yeah. here, a pinch of crushed mother of pearl. Well, maybe in there is a replacement for it based on the faith or whatever of this land. Like you can do so many things with this in a narrative style. So don't yeah. don't be thrown off by the abstract style. You can still add that in your narrative side. Just understand that for the purposes of your character sheet, it's an ingredient. Mm -hmm. So, and I finished this. Well, you said, you know, oh, no, I do want to read this because uh, talks about what it could be. And then, but for all practical intents and purposes, the alchemical preparation simply requires six ingredients. This is what you called it up here, but it's six ingredients. If the ingredient cost is not specified, it costs one ingredient. There we go. That's how you put these things together. So what are some, what are some things that you can make? Well, let's just look at the first one. Exploding powder. Everybody likes to explode, right? A single hand awesome. what what's that gunpowder yeah a single handful of exploding powder is enough to cause a bright flash and an angry bang not just your normal bang but it's angry it's anger bang yeah you're gonna feel that 
<laughs> but, but as more powerful mixtures require the chief components to be cajoled into existence by volcanic heat and mixed with purified, I don't know, barood powders. Exploding powder can be made significantly stronger. Exploding powder has many different recipes and the difficulty of manufacturing is relative to its explosive force. So let's just look down here. Here's explosive. Sure there's going to be a chart. No, yeah. look at that. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, flash paper, it doesn't even, well, I guess it technically could hurt somebody. Wow. Flash paper can hurt somebody. I've actually used flash paper in real life. Maybe yeah, mine... I, I, I've used flash paper too. Held it in my fingers till it burned completely away. Yep. It, it didn't even, didn't even feel hot. Really? It was so gone too fast. So flash paper apparently can do uh, two uh, dice of damage. Now, theoretically, you might not roll any damage on those dice. So I guess yeah, we rolled well. Yeah. Uh, but that's difficulty zero. There you go. You made it. Now you go up to that large explosive strength. Devastating. Epic. D5. Oh, that does seven dice of damage. You're hurting some folks. And but the effects are all the same. Area effect and fearsome. Yeah. And I imagine fearsome puts, puts the fear of God in all the little peasants. Yes. Um, I, I, I didn't look it up, but I'm, I'm sure it's uh, not doing what do they call it. Um, psychological. Harm. Yeah, that the, the yeah, exactly. That's the psychological stuff. <laughs> Thanks. The, me the mental damage, yeah, um, mental damage. But all of these, all these charts for all the things that you can make are, uh, are in charts. But there's one I want to read. It's because we kind of talked about it before we spoiled it in the previous video. Reinforced fabric. Oh, this is where the armor comes in. I'm glad you stopped here. This is great. <laughs> Why is this loincloth so powerful? Here we well, go. Here we go. By mixing the juice. I don't know if it's pronounced upa or upas. I'm pronouncing the S because I'm American. By mixing the juice of the upas tree into cloth, rope, or the fabric beneath regular armor, a clever alchemist can create reinforced fabric. Increasing the regular protections of simple steel, even uh, granting a degree of added protection to common cloth. A rope made of the hair of dead women might be made. What? <laughs> okay. hey that's the best kind right sure might be made into <laughs> incredible tensile strength the resin must be reinforced whenever the armor degrades so whenever oh my god next page oh still more charts still more charts uh a craft test is made to repair armor a similar alchemy test must also be made so you know there's that drawback you have to have a special special seamstress doing your armor she has to have craft and alchemy talents now, no ingredients are used during such repair unless the test has failed. Oh. At which point, the full cost must be paid to re-enhance the armor location. So roll well. That's fine. Now, what does it do? Uh, let's, so, uh, so is it up above? Reinforced fabric. There you no. go. No. So uh, we're not going to look at the glass. We're here at the reinforced fabric. I'll zoom in on it more since it's a small chart. It doesn't help me with what it does so uh hit location well it depends if you put it on torso armor yeah for it, uh ooh, yeah well, it doesn't yeah see it doesn't help no, me yet hold on no no i think it was at the end it was at the yeah here in the ingredients listed in the table are required per plus one of additional armor soak oh so you can stack and stack and stack well the maximum soak the armor can provide is plus two you can stack <laughs> <laughs> so so that loincloth can literally have two soak for your groin yeah, or or your loin, plus whatever that leather, plus gives whatever you. the 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 cheetah skin or whatever you're doing. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sure a, it it is it is technically animal hide, so that'd be one at least. So three. That's great. I put that all over. Spray paint that on me. I'm good. 
<laughs> well, it has to go under something. So uh, no, and- no, I cannot have a shirt spray painted on me. <laughs> it's illegal you know, in Conan. No the, shirts. How the uh, weight, all the uh, uh, power, not power lift, but uh, uh, weightlifters in, in competitions have the spray tans. <laughs> Do that, but with. But with alchemical stuff, like, oh, put it all underneath right here. There you go. Yeah. Get my back. You know, (laughs) there you go. It's like sunscreen and. (laughs) And two armor. Nice. All right. Let's, um, you get the idea here. Let's, uh, let's go to sorcery. Beautiful. All right. We're going to spend a bit of time talking about this chart. Now you remember how talent charts work, right? Yes. Remember how most of them are usually three? Well, this one isn't much more. So oh, this one's two. It's two. Uh, well, you can go down both of them, but there's two. Yeah, ways you can go, go down. down both ways. There, there's. It's like a back door. Yeah. Notice a couple of the names here. Like I don't know, barter your soul. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Life eternal sounds great. Probably bad. Probably tastes like poop. <laughs> <laughs> it's chocolate covered poop. Chocolate covered poop. That's awesome. Everlasting sorcery. Yeah. Yeah. Curse. Oh, of course. Yeah. Sure. Why not? So sorcery is a mixed discipline of spells and practice in dealing with occult forces. Sure. The description of sorcery in chapter three, skills and talents, covered the rudiments of the ability, but did not go into depth. This section expands the roster of sorcery talents. All right, let's, uh, let's go over here. Um, it talks about combined. Actually, I should read that. Uh, for example, by combining the everlasting sorcery and the summon a horror spell, Oh, sorry, it's horror spells banish effects. So those two together. Mm-hmm. A magical glyph could be placed upon a sword, capable of banishing a demonic entity. Everlasting sorcery is like permanence. Sure, sure. And summon a horrors and the banish effect from the summon a horror spell makes, a, is, makes this sword permanently able to banish horrors. Yes. Sweet. By mixing the curse talent with oh. form of a beast, sure. a sorcerer can turn someone else into a monster or animal. Oh, look at that. Well, you're cursed it. by being a mouse or a frog. And, and notice or it's way mouse. down on the bottom. Yeah, here. it's on the end. Yeah, yeah. That's the that the that that's the old craggly looking witch. Do <laughs> not mess with the old craggly looking witch. Now, to be fair, I've heard stories in the Conan world that that old craggly looking witch can sometimes look like a not so craggly looking babe. So you gotta watch your P's and Q's. Or you're going to be a newt. <laughs> Combining everlasting sorcery with autovistic voyage, a sorcerer might strike at another soul directly, destroying it oh, in the spirit plane. That's not great, right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, how are the gods in this world? I know Conan yelled at a god. Yeah, yeah. And and you know what? Crom apparently uh, responds to bravado. And call, calling him a bastard or some such. Oh, you got balls. All right, I'll help you out. So let's start at the top. How do you get involved in sorcery? Well, you have to start with patron. Patron. Yeah, tomato, tomato. No, it's pretty much tomato. <laughs> uh, Patronage. There we go. What do you need? Sorcery expertise one. So remember, sorcery is a skill. Sorcery skill. Or sorcery yeah, talent. Sor- yeah, exactly. Through luck or skill, you have persuaded a, well, I say patron, he says patron, to teach you the occult arts and alchemy. 
Yeah, see, which means other, by the way. In French, I don't know why they put French in this game. Why they put French in here, I have no idea. Why Why put such a weakling language in your book? I don't understand. But well, somebody's going to fall to sorcery. Uh, uh, science of the sorcerer. You may learn petty enchantment talents and gain one talent in one petty enchantment. So you need this. Basically, you need somebody to teach you how to do this. Sure. That and the beginning sense. of this chapter that I skipped really goes into that more. It wasn't important, but you need somebody to teach you this stuff. Oh, now you may also now take the sorcerer talent. Talent. Remember, that's talent. different. Not, I not, was, the, not the sorcery. Yes. Good catch. Because yes. this threw me off at first. Because I was reading them the same. It's like, oh, no, no, no. They're not the same. It's sorcery nope. skill sorcerer talent right it's 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 like in uh in the uh, d20 uh star wars you have to have the the uh force of you know the the i am able to access the force ability mm -hmm. before you can learn force powers yes you have to be able to be in tune with the force before you can do anything or else you're screwed so yeah you have to have them both but you get one first so let's look at our talent list oh right after that i only have one option Yep, I guess I now can take Sorcerer. Yep. So what is Sorcerer? So, hey, the, the, the cool thing is that once you take Patron, you get to use, a, you get to make a petty enchantment. Mm -hmm. that, that'll get you by until you become a full-blood Sorcerer later on. Yeah, hey, you can now make your armored underwear. Yes, and you can make a lot of money doing it. Because there, there is a lot of people running around their underwear in this world, and they, they, they want to protect their junk. You're going you're to make money hand over fist. So sorcerer, you have to have patron talent. Like, see, I said it right for you. Yeah. Or the nice way, I guess. But you also need sorcery expertise, too. So you have to have leveled it up again. Sure. Your eyes are open to the horrible realities of the cosmos. That is wow, not that, the... that turned really fast. That went, that went south real quick. In case all the other verbiage in here didn't say, you know, this might not be what you want to do here. You've gone. You've now you took that first step. You, you dipped your toe in the water. It hurt. But, you know, you're like, this isn't so bad now. Cool. So, OK, well, you, you're not getting this. So let's uh, let's help you out here. The horrible realities of the cosmos gain one spell. Oh, look at that. And reduce your resolve permanently by two combat Dice. So it could be anywhere from zero to four points. Yes. I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to roll those dice. And resolve? That's your mental your your mental sanity, basically. Yeah. This is very Cthulhu-esque. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, remember Howard and um and uh Lovecraft, you know, they conversed. So Right off the bat, you're not even down the line here. No, you ju no. just you're, you're stepped at step in. Two. You're at step two, and already it, it's talking about how horrible you are, and and you become instantly shook, <laughs> permanently shook by learning these things. You learned about the cosmos, and you're like, oh, damn it. Life is bad. You could always end there, just saying. Yeah, just stop. Just stop, dude. Like, okay, you know? I I looked into the abyss. I blinked. I looked back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I'll let you pick. Are you gonna go enduring or We're gonna packed? Go, you know what? You know what? If if I really wanted to embrace the darkness, I'm sure I would go full on packed. But no, 
Okay. We we are going to try and keep ourselves on the side of not so much light, but twilight. And we're going to go enduring. Poor heathen dog. <laughs> Why? Was that, a bad, <laughs> was that a bad choice? All right. Prerequisite sorcerer. Maximum ranks you can have, and this is three. Okay. By tying your character's spells to the ephemera of the mortal world, you've begun learning how to give them breath. With this talent, all of your spells and petty enchantments gain one extra momentum to be used solely for the spell's duration. Yeah, that's pretty good. So that means you, you, you're you adding duration to the spell. Okay, okay, okay. All right, nothing, nothing too horrible yet. No, 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 That that's fine. That's fine. That's Once That has utility. We're good. You know, no no horrible demons, you know, suckling on, on, on my butthole. I'm good. I'm good. You know what? Let, let's keep going. Let's go enchanter. Enchanter? Okay, let's oh, go. yeah. Keep going. Keep going down this path. You have learned to bind spells into treasures. Outstanding. Every success or momentum stored requires one offering and a single named treasure of value equal to the total momentum of the spell. These offerings can be any item of portable wealth, such as jewels, golden statuettes, or similarly valuable objects. Weapons, armor, and the like are never counted as offerings. Uh Uh-oh, wait, but? But adornments on such items can be added to them to fulfill oh, the function. The, the, the beautiful jewel in the hilt can be yeah. the can be the enchanted thing. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, we're there. We're there. The named treasure must be something of relative fame and uniqueness with a specific okay. name or names. This is very Earth Dawn like now, right? Sure. Yeah. It is known by and might even be considered an item of legendary, coveted by many. A le- legendary. There item we go. Of legend. legend. Yeah. God. Yeah, it okay. should be an item of legend, yeah, but yeah. Which is why I read it wrong, but preparing no, this it. this spell is a minor action. Okay. Needing only a rudimentary understanding of sorcery. Of course, because you only have well, you have before you okay, this is a lie. It says sorcery expertise one, but to get to this point, you have to have two. You need to have two. So you but apparently you only need one. Shut up, dude. The spell is otherwise a normal spell, and the treasure becomes non-magical once the spell is cast. So it's like a an item with a charge. Oh, in it. it's a one charge. Okay. Discovering whether an item or person has been enchanted is a challenging difficulty to sorcery test for the character with this talent. This difficulty is increased to dire difficulty four for those who do not have the talent. Okay, so if you have sorcery at all, you can try. It's just yep. difficulty four. But if you have enchanting, it's only difficulty two. So, so far, you're going down a good path, huh? Yeah, so so far, this is great. I mean, I don't like the fact that it's only, it's only a one-shot gun, but whatever you know hey you know what uh a, a heel spell in a, in a necklace you know i'm hurt real bad it pops off and i'm good that's, that has a lot of utility i like it i like it you know what let's make it permanent let's go to everlasting sorcery i okay. want my flaming sword from thundar the barbarian hit me max what do we got all right well you've pretty much got it sweet except for you must permanently sacrifice one fortune point that is not cool. Not cool, dude. <laughs> in order to house a spell within an inanimate vessel. The cost for doing this is 10 times. I love the end of this. By the way, I, I've read this already. I, I, I love the end of this. The cost for doing this is 10 times that a regular enchantment, both offerings and treasure. Wow. That was already expensive before. Preparing the spell is a minor action. Needing only a rudimentary understanding of sorcery. He's one. Yep. Once invoked, the spell uses its momentum as decided by the caster preparing the vessel. The spell can be invoked once per scene. That's it. Just once per scene. 
Okay. Although there is no limit to the number of spells a vessel might contain, assuming you oh. have made the requisite fortune point sacrifices. So, okay, okay. So you you can load five spells into a single item, but you'll never be able to use any fortune dice again. Ever. Is that worth it? No. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not even worth spending one. Now, you know what? Maybe. Maybe it's worth spending one for like a ring of like everlasting healing. What once once per scene you get some kind of healing spell cast on you. I could dig that. You know what? That might be worth one permanent fortune point. But anything, almost anything else, man. No, no. Are you ready for the curse? You know, have are you going to finish? Your... Everlasting sorcery was almost a bust. So curse has to save us. Has well, to, curse, has to you can get deck. to curse from two different. Yes. You can get from both. So curse is the end. All right. What's curse? Okay. There it is. Oh, uh, crap. Snake eyes right off the bat. You must permanently sacrifice one fortune point to house a spell within a living creature. So what's the difference? The first one is an item. This is a, in a person. You're yes. cursing. Now, it so far, that sentence doesn't mean it's bad. Right? I cannot wait to read the end of this. Oh, oh wait, is this the one? Oh, hold on. Is this the one? Oh, this isn't the one. Oh, what? damn it. We'll have to go. I have to read one from the other path because it's funny. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, to house a spell within a living creature, usually to inflict some negative effect or condition yeah. upon the desired subject of the spell, but right? Usually, not always. Not always. Okay. Okay. The resource cost for doing this is 20 times that of a regular petty enchantment. My God. So if you need uh, oh, six... Oh, no, no, a regular petty enchantment, not, not a regular enchantment. Okay, 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 that's better. Yeah, so if you need, say, three ingredients to make the enchantment, well, now you need 60? Yeah, you know what? It's, it, it's still cheaper than, like, 20 giant gems. <laughs> I mean, so, maybe. Okay. Uh, you must have a trigger that will activate the spell's effects, which may cost additional momentum. The amount of okay. momentum should be determined by the game master based on how subjective or narrow the focus of the trigger is. The more specific, blah, 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 blah. Here we go. For example, when the moon turns full, it, it is specific, but it is general and predictable, with no human intervention whatsoever, so it costs no extra mo momentum. Okay. A trigger such as when the name Akhtur Ashmal is spoken would be an easily controllable event and could cost as much as three additional momentum. Once the curse's effects are complete or have otherwise passed, the spell is done. Okay, okay. So it's not even permanent yet? It's just onesie? Go? Well, it does its thing. It does its thing. If that doesn't kill the person, yeah. He, he made, uh, you know, you, 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 you messed him up for a while, made him go blind. No, I mean, like, when, when the moon is full, I thought there was werewolf time, you know? Well, so, so once the curse effect are complete, well, if you make somebody blind, the spell is done. The spell has run its course. Oh, oh <laughs> the, the blindness is permanent. Yeah. Okay, okay. Like, that's my, at least that's the way I read it, so. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, yeah again, that is way too expensive. That yeah. is way too expensive. I would definitely stop at, uh, at, no, at uh, uh, tier three. Tier four Correct. and five, not worth it. Crafty, answer me a question, please. Is there a way to regain these fortune points back? Do they come back when the spell is over? Can I buy fortune points? Yada, yada. Or am I stuck with five spells my entire career? No, five permanent spells or five yeah. curses. 
But yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. You're right. You're right. Yeah. For clarification. I'll, let me find. Well, he's typing that in. Let me find the one I wanted to read for you. Uh, there's Barter Your Soul. Um, you didn't go down that path. Enchanter uh, Enduring. Is it Life Eternal? Nope. Where is it? Well, no, no. Let, let's let's just go down the path of the bad guys. Well, I I want I want to get Act. through this. That's okay, the next one. Fine. We'll look at Pact. Okay, maximum ranks. So a prerequisite sorcerer, maximum ranks two per sorcerer. Your character selects a second teacher. Okay. This is a permanent addition, a new master that must be kept appeased. There is a bonus for this, though. Okay, okay. In return for such appeasement, the sorcerer teaches you one spell or petty enchantment. Oh, now you get another spell. Because remember, that whole time before, you had a spell. What's he say? Uh, Doesn't come back. Doesn't come back. Not worth it. Wow, yeah, that is not worth it at all. Not worth it. The sorcerer can can be your patron, patron, whatever. But your patron will only enter into one pact, not the usual two. After the pact has been taken twice with a particular sorcerer, there is little else you can offer that the sorcerer and thus you, I'm sorry, that you can offer the sorcerer. Thus, you must seek another if you wish to learn additional ranks. Okay, you can, okay, I get it. You can I get take you can this multiple times. Ranks, right, you you can have two ranks, which means you can get up to two other spells, so a total of three, if you do two packs. Yeah, and, and you can keep doing that. The problem is, is you might find two that are against each other and you have to start dealing with that and you have to appease them and you have to, you know, do their bidding. Yes, you want master. them to teach you stuff. Yes, master. Yep. I love you, master. And I stab you in the back. All right. Um, let's let's go up to the next one. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Is, no, no. Is, is, is Can you just kill him? So life eternal. Learn what you can and do, sure do you the could. Sith route and just kill him when you're done with him. I'm sure i mean it doesn't say you can't let's put it that way i mean once you get what you need you usually just bail anyway right no i'm not well no no if you, if you bail then he can come after you if you kill him you're free okay i mean we're already going down the evil path right why why go halvesies well it does say there's upkeep in here so uh you know what it doesn't say you can't do it but here's the thing you have an upkeep so if i kill him do i get the benefit of that pact do I, I mean i'm not gonna lose a spell i already learned right well, can can you go to page two ninety? See what the upkeep is. One seventy eight. There. I mean, I'm trying to help players play the game. All right. You know, don't don't hate the player, hate the game. So two ninety seven. Uh, group together destination upkeep. Uh, with a thievery mercenary. Blah blah blah. Max and Wayne. Okay, that's just your paragraph. Okay, here we go. Upkeep isn't just food and lodgings. It encompasses anything and everything that allow the player character to maintain the existence to which he's accustomed. In upkeep, your player characters can perform routine and mundane daily tasks, such as cleaning weapons. Okay. At the start oh, of carousing... No, no. This, this whole upkeep seems to be just you spend your downtime doing tasks for them. It's just behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, and all player characters must spend a number of gold equal to three plus the nope, character's social dead. standing. He's dead. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's dead. What did I say? 178? Crap, I already forgot what page I was on. Enough. Um, this is what I wanted to get to <laughs> the human sacrifice. Well, we're almost there. We're, we're after packed. What comes after packed? Uh, I don't know what page am I supposed to be on? Counter list of spells. Name is okay. We, we didn't look at spells yet, so we're no, we haven't done spells yet. After pack, I think, was the uh eternal thing, right? There we go. A barter your soul. Sorry, barter, barter your, your soul. soul. That, that sounds really, really wholesome. Barter your soul. You have to have packed before then. Well, yeah, yeah. Do you like this resolve? Um, by entering the dark forces, your patron introduces you to your 
Patrick's own fell lords. Okay, so hey, by the way, this is Beelzebub. <laughs> so, uh, good you two can meet. What's that? He's my boss. Now he's your boss's boss. <laughs> right? Yeah. The rituals involved are harrowing and sanity destroying, but ultimately rich in knowledge. Gain one spell. Great. Reduce your character's resolve permanently by X plus two dice, where X and is the total number of spells you will know once you gain an additional spell from the bargain. Okay, so if you have your initial spell plus two packs plus this, that's four plus two. That is minus six resolve. Yeah. yeah. Nah, I'm good. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, uh, part of your soul can be taken multiple times. Pass. Representing multiple deals to supernatural entities, selling your soul piecemeal, or selling fealty in the afterlife. Super pass. Nope. In terms nope. of millennia of servitude. Yeah. How many spells do you want? I'm I'm gonna say no on that dog. Okay, for three <laughs> spells, and we'll just say that your life now is uh uh what uh eight, you know we'll give you sixty more years. You only owe me three thousand years of servitude. Only? Only. That's great. You started see it's twenty one hundred, you started nine hundred BC. Uh negative ghost rider, the pattern is full. <laughs> and finally life eternal life eternal that's hey you know what that gets around the afterlife pact huh oh does this it? could be a good deal let's find out all right you may petition the scribes of your dark masters beseeching them to disregard your mortal form sparing you the chastisement of time and the degradation of the self and soul you will not die, no matter how old you get or how many injuries you suffer. Oh. These hurts will affect you. You will feel them just as much and they will heal as normal. If your body is completely destroyed, you will be an insensate, unmoving, unending presence. A fate only spared to you if you have the astral wandering spell. If you Mental are note, killed, killed. Add on the list. Yeah, it's like, oh, cool. I can't die. Well, you can't die unless you're killed. No, no, no. <laughs> you, you, you cannot die even when you turn to paste. But you don't have a body anymore. Good no, job. It, no, you do. It's just paste. So your existence as paste is eternal. Good job. It is rumored that some have bargained for eternal youth as well, drinking life deeply from victims ensnared in dark rituals. For some sorcerers, seeking out the means of learning this talent is a sole ambition. Of their enfeebled immortality. Okay, now uh, scroll back up. Uh, how many levels can you take of this? Oh, um, life eternal. It doesn't say so. It's yeah, it's a it's one. a one it's a one time deal. Yep. Okay. Uh, that turned south. That turned pear shape real fast. Real fast. Uh, you still age. Um, you still suffer all of your wounds. They, they, they only heal up to the point where a human would heal. And after about 150 years, you're going to be so invalid as to you wish you would die and suffer your 3000 years of servitude, but you can't. Because <laughs> at least, you know, that'll end. Yeah. At least, you know, that has an end time. And that is objectively horrible. Horrible. So do you remember in Palladium when we covered that the PPE death of a bunch of babies is pretty high, right? Yeah. 
Okay, well, let's see what it is in Conan. What what can you use them for? I mean, is it worth it? Well, we'll we'll see it here. Okay. Many sorcerers are dangerously insane. I wonder why. We just read it. We know why. <laughs> As human sacrifices required to empower some of the more powerful spells. We haven't well, read we spells haven't yet. yet yeah. but okay. If a sorcerer practices ritual human sacrifice, the sacrifice grants one momentum to the casting of the spell. Each sacrifice only grants one Hold momentum. On. Oh, God, it gets, damn, it gets the better. Exchange rate in heavens or hell. Oh, sucks. It gets worse. It gets oh, worse. Uh, for every order of magnitude involved in the sacrifice, thus a spell requiring one sacrifice will gain an additional momentum if ten sacrifices are made. All right. So all to right, get two on, momentum, you need to kill. Hang on, let me get this straight. One sacrifice is one momentum. To yep. get another one, you need 10 yep. to get two. To get another one, total of three, you need 111 total. Well, 100. Because you're getting I, three at one time. It's oh, just you a are? Yeah, it's, it's getting, it's getting oh, a strict okay, order okay. of magnitude. So right, magnitude so increase. Four momentum, you need 1,000 sacrifices. Yes. Yep. To get five momentum, you need 10,000 sacrifices. To get six momentum, you need a hundred thousand sacrifices. Yeah, yeah, this keeps going. There's not enough people in the world to to for me to think this is worth it. <laughs> magnitude increases, as he not just said, by a factor of ten, with one sacrifice needed for one magnitude, ten for two, hundred for three. For example, Nitakari, a Stygian priestess of Set. See, remember when I said before that uh, you know that the whole Set thing? Yeah, I just want to take this. What's that? I just want a day pass. I just want a day pass. pass. There you go. And a powerful sorcerer in her sorceress in her own right is determined to use the spell summon a horror. Excuse me, bringing forth a demon from the outer dark to do her bidding. Sounds great. She knows that the particular demon she seeks to call Shadgala is quite powerful and require a human sacrifice to even appear above and beyond the requirements of the spell. So Nitakari arranges for 10 slaves to be ritually sacrificed during the spell's casting. Whereas only one is actually demanded. You know, she's going above and beyond. She's a yeah, go-getter. Yeah. yeah. Freaking butt kisser. <laughs> 10 slaves is one order of magnitude greater than one. Nitakari gains one bonus momentum, which she plans to use to bind the demon Shadgala to her will. Good luck. Well, I mean, she's got that momentum, right? It's one sacrificing human beings to fuel sorcery is inherently evil no kidding <laughs> thanks and the wow, game that, that was a shocker <laughs> i didn't know that and the game masters should feel free to add the equivalent number of points to the doom pool oh come on i've already sold my soul <laughs> I, I you know i i got all this all this horribleness happening and you're getting doom don't this is insult to injury here all <laughs> right uh, and, and uh, simulate the side effects of such baleful magic with ill effects upon the casters. Example of these effects might be any of the following. Two additional oh, doom for each point of momentum earned. So you killed a hundred people, got three momentum, oh, and six doom. No, two, two dice of additional doom for each momentum oh, yeah, yeah, earned. Yeah, you, so, catch. so if you good got catch. three, that's, that's six dice. So it's possible 12 doom. Yeah. Well, it's also possible zero doom, right? Possible zero doom, unlikely, but possible zero doom. Yes, good catch, good catch on that. Um, two additional resolve loss. You don't have any anyway. Yeah, you've already by by this point you've lost twenty seven. I don't know where you get resolve. <laughs> what happens when you get zero resolve? You know, I don't know. 
I don't know either. But apparently these these sorcerers know. Premature aging at the rate of one combat die years per point of momentum earned. You know, she she looks uh, 65, right? She's actually 30, man. Yeah. Minor deformity or physical affliction. That's where the fun stuff comes. Yeah, minor. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'm not going to think it's minor. I have cat's eyes. What's the problem? Uh, and a non-player character suffers a strange and obviously unnatural disease. So not only did you kill 10 oh, people. Now, now you have magic herpes. I got magic herpes. <laughs> All right, let's look at a couple of spells real quickly and call this chapter this over. Is, this is a bad time. Counter magic. Here you go. Uh, this is the only. Re- no, counter, counter magic is this simple. Do you have the same spell that's being cast at you? And do you oh, see it being cast? Worthless. Never yeah. mind. Worthless. All right. Okay. Go ahead. I'm going to let you pick two spells. Here they okay. are. List of spells. Not a lot of them. Nope, there aren't a lot. But I'll zoom because... in and I'll scroll slowly so that uh, okay. that you can see them and you can pick two. Astral Wandering. We already know what that is. Atavistic Voyage. Uh, atavistic is what uh, uh, projecting in the past for looking for heroes and you know, stuff like that. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Commune with the Wild. Don't care. Dismember. That's one. Okay. Dismember. Uh, we'll get to t- 177. Sounds good. We're going to put a pin in that. Okay. Uh, favor of the Gods. Grants a spell of God's favor of the utilization. Okay. Form of the beast, fury of the elements, haunt the mind, placate the dead. Nah, we don't care about the dead. Uh, raising up the dead. That's put a pin in that. Summon a horror. No, we already know how that's going to go. <laughs> uh, venom on the wind, intense force of weather or harm or hinder a foe. Okay. We're going to pick, um, scroll back up. We're going to pick dismember? dismember and favor of the gods. Oh, interesting. Okay. You weren't going to go with enslave? No, no, there okay. it was too close to get too close. To, uh. Okay, um, one seventy two, so five pages down. So, one eighty four. Okay, uh, I didn't see these spells. Hey, where did these spells come from? Uh, one seven. Wait, what was it? Was it effects? Uh. Okay. Oh. It's, oh. Wow. Yeah. You might be right. Okay. So that's yeah. yeah if you, oh. Oh. Yeah. The the spell has different uses depending on how you want to do it. It has. You know. Okay. 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 It has. It has sub spells. All right. All right. Dismember. So, dismember. Average is difficulty one. All right. Its duration is one attack, and sure. it only costs one resolve to learn. God, this is Cthulhu. Jesus. All right. <laughs> By pulling on the strands of fate, you can force violent injuries to manifest in your enemies. Well, I hope I, they better be violent with that cost. I, I don't want, I don't want sissy baby, fluffy kitty injuries. I want, I want violent. Yeah. A successful casting of this spell allows you to cause four combat dice of physical damage with the piercing three quality that wow. beats soak. What armor, bitch? Nope. Yeah, that beats <laughs> soak as a ranged attack with a range of close. So anybody in your zone, if you remember in your close zone. Yeah. If Dismember kills your target, it is so vivid a death that it inflicts four combat dice of mental damage with, with the, the vicious, vicious two quality. Oh my god! On all creatures within close range of well, the victim. Yeah, they're, 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 they're covered in their buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to do something to the, to the brain pan. The following are example, or sample uses of Dismember. Then we'll look at the chart below. <laughs> I will take your heart. Kalima, Kalima. <laughs> Difficulty is five, so get oh, out. Okay. Includes dismember, wound of sorcery, and overwhelming ag- agony. Okay, so is this like a rote from uh, Mage? I guess. Do you have to have all those things? I don't. Seems like it. 
I don't know. But uh, with this spell, you can reach out, clutch your hand as you do so. Your target's heart is grasp and crush. Isn't there an Earth Dawn spell just like this? Yeah. If the attack there, is there, to, to be fair, to be fair, in a lot of literature and movies, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's an effect where you grab someone's heart and crush it. Oh no, I'm not saying like as oh it plagiarized. I'm saying like the the effect, like the Earth Dawn likes these kind of effects too, like. If the attack is lethal, the heart is pulled free from its cage of muscle and bone, flying across the intervening space and landing with a hideous wet slap into your outstretched hand. Wow. Thank you for the visual. Love it. Love it. I love Close it. attack, I... four dice, intense, <laughs> yeah, piercing think? three, and vicious two. So because it's intense, it's possibility of double vicious. <laughs> Which is my it. favorite kind of vicious. It's like, I that will take your heart. Get over here. <laughs> this isn't even Kali Ma, because at least he had no, to reach in for no. that one. Yeah, you, you got to be at touch range. You got to be grapple range to, to do Kali Ma. This is another level. The, the, those guys were amateurs. All right, well, now let's see what No Dork and Bar My Path can do, because this doesn't sound anything close to Dismember, no, but let's see. No, Daunting, so it's a difficulty three, so it's easier than stealing somebody's heart. Well, fair. It includes target the inanimate and brutal force. Okay. The material world is of no consequence to you. And with this spell successfully cast, you can lightly push or brush aside any. Oh, it's knock. It's the knock spell. Closed or not, locked or otherwise. This is a close attack requiring touch or nearly so and does six combat dice, piercing three. So good luck with that armor door. It affects inanimate objects only. Yeah, you. Poof. All right, what's going on? I, okay, it's a, it's a knock spell. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a knock spell. It's a very violent knock spell. But yeah, 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 it's 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 very flashy. Dismember so what, momentum spends. Yeah, let's uh, zoom in on these two charts. Um, so for let's just pick this one, lingering pain. For one momentum, the physical damage gains persistency one quality. So uh, yeah, that's it's going. Hanging. Keeps going, an extra roll. Oh, overwhelming agony. Wow, what's a overwhelming agony? Alternative effect damage gains the intense quality. Oh, there's some more vicious. So these are the, the looking above. These are the uh, this mortal clay. You may give you may grant one bonus momentum to any character using the healing skill with expertise one. Okay, so it's got a good side. Yeah, it's got like reverse dismember, like remember <laughs> or whatever reverse dismember is. Violence solves everything. Ask a question, crafty. This is for you. Can you use it to blow apart armor? And send the guy in flying uh, as a side effect. It specifically says doors in the spell. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. it specifically said an inanimate objects. Hang on. No, keep keep looking. It says uh, you can lightly push or brush aside any door, closed or not, locked or otherwise. It affects if if, if you had if you had a door made of living people, it wouldn't work. And you know what? I'm not putting that past this game. You know, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, all right. What was the other spell you wanted to look at? I forgot. Oh, it's uh, something about the gods. Yeah. Yeah. Favor of the gods. Favor of the gods. Okay. That looks like it's enslaved. You might have to search for it. Oh, so it's below the, below the chart. Okay. Favor of the gods. There we go. Okay. Difficulty one plus the difficulty of the spell. Duration special. You know, gods work on their own time, right? Fair. Fair. Oh, it's zero to learn the spell. But what? it's one resolve to cast. Oh, boo. A prepared boo. sorcerer is a living sorcerer. 
Hey, you get. I know that first sentence right there is something you can. Yeah, I resonate with that. Yeah. Casting favor of the gods costs one fortune point. At least it's not permanent. This fortune point allows you to give a spell to the gods, trusting in their divine judgment to deliver that spell when the time is right. I'm a, I'm a hard pass on that, dog. I don't trust anyone with my life. When God such or not. A- such a time happens the spell is activated and directed at whatever target and set of conditions your patch and ddc is fit to act against not you it's all to him no pass Pass. you must choose uh, another spell or spells that will be the actual spell whose effects will be felt okay that's uh the second spell can be invoked as a free action so uh, you get the double spell as a representative of the divine, the game master can cause these spells to manifest. Any t- yeah, that's we we see that. I want to look up here to the chart though. Favor of God, momentum spends holds Favor a second me. spell ready. The difficulty one, you can do that with momentum. Yeah, sweet. Reduce the resolve Prairie cost. Are- hey, there you go. Hey, reduce. How about reduce by one? How about reduce by all? Oh wait, actually, one is all. Yeah, and spend uh, momentum divine. Yeah, and this one just adds momentum to the specific spell spent. Okay. Alternative um, effects. Sacred Sight. No, Sacred Sight. That sounds cool. Okay. I was going to look at Calming the Flock. To determine whether a complex enchantment is active or to detect enchanted items and places. These effects cost no resolve. Oh, okay, okay. So you can use this. If you have momentum, You're uh, uh, remember, uh, to, to see if something is enchanted, it's, it's difficulty it's two four, right? I mean, well, if, if if you don't if you don't have the the enchant object, it's difficulty four. If you just have sorcery, but if you have this spell, it's difficulty one. You need to spend a momentum to get this effect, but you can see it. But remember, you start with that crafting even before you can become a sorcerer. Yeah, but w- it depends on which path you went to see if you have uh, the the higher enchantment thing. So calming the flock. Is daunting four and combines fortune, favors the bold, and companions. Calming the flock is a powerful effect, often used as a smokescreen for other activities. With this spell, you may attempt to manipulate a large group of people into acting in a calm manner. Calm down, folks. Despite any strange occurrence. Hey, hey, this just smoke dragon that, you know, coming out here and breathing fire and murdering people. Shh, calm down. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Don't worry. It's not going to come into town. It's just having a tantrum. I already sent someone out to take the thorn out of its claw. Everything's fine. Don't worry. Go, Actually, go this back might not be home. a... Oh, this isn't even... I'm, I'm reading the wrong... This damn chart's in the wrong spot. Sorry, I'm reading a, the wrong spell. Anyway, but that... What, what spell is that actually enslaved that's for the enslaved oh yeah okay. enslaved. all right let's let's move i think that's actually all we want to talk about for this yeah uh, that, that's fine this. it uh yeah there there are very very few spells that don't have uh calamitous effects on you either learning the spell or using the spell is going to swiftly drain you of resolve which one's the you undead your resolve i don't know what happens but I'm pretty sure it's not good. Which which one's the undead? <laughs> there. Ooh, you know what? That's a hard call. Uh, summon a horror. Uh, da, da, da. I think that was it. I wasn't going to go through that. I didn't care to go through that. I think you guys get the idea. Yeah, that's it. Okay, you guys yeah. get the idea of sorcery. Yeah, it's bad. Um, it's bad. Actually, you know what? J- just to to help everyone, go back to the table of contents and find resolve. 
I want I want to look at this. No, no, <laughs> no. She's too many clothes on. Go go back <laughs> to the table of contents. Find resolve. Let me go down to the index because I, I looked it up yesterday. Okay, index is fine. We're we're gonna see what happens when you get to no resolve. That's what I want to know okay. because as a as a sorcerer, this is a pretty good chance it's gonna happen. I have to wait. Okay, there we go. Resolve, resolve. There's 44 and 122. I think it was on 122. Okay. Which is like which is like 129, I think. 129. Yeah. Rental damage, recovering. Uh, okay. A character so recovers all lost stress. Resolve. Resolve represents a character's determination. Well, uh, a character uh, recovers all uh, recovering. Oh, we, no, scroll up a little bit. A little more. Top of the page. Thank you. Ability to handle stress. Oh. Uh, two kinds of soak, courage, and morale. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, resolve is your mental damage. So if you have zero resolve, you cannot take any mental damage without taking trauma. You immediately take trauma. Which are harms which is, as we are talking. Harm, which is mental harm. Yep. So whenever you take any mental damage at all, it's going to be trauma. If you have zero resolve, so you can still live, you can still exist with with zero resolve. And good news, everyone. Uh, once you have zero resolve, you don't care about losing resolve anymore. Uh, here we go. So, resolve, uh, so harm, recovery. Uh, I thought there were exam. I thought we read examples of the harm, but of the trauma. But I don't want to go back and look at that chapter again. But look at mental damage. Which page is that? I don't know. That's physical damage. Damage types. Mental, it should be around there. It's probably after. Mental damage. There it is. There it is. Uh, yeah, that's where we were. Uh, um, covering. Uh, I thought there was a chart. I could be wrong, but I thought there was a chart for types of mental damage or whatever. But anyway. No. So, yeah, sorcery is uh, is not something fun to play with. No. It's fun to talk about. But uh, do you have chat to talk about? Oh, yeah. Crafty uh, says, I got it. That's where it is. Okay, so there we go. That's all the chat. So uh... no, no, no. I got more. I got more. I didn't start it, but it's here. Uh, so what's the point of resolve? Re resolve is is the same thing as stress. It's yeah. it, it it's kind of like the the buffer you have between you and actual damage. You're bobbing. You're weaving. You're you're taking scrapes. You know. You're 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 taking small cuts, bruises, whatever. But once you tire out, once 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 you accumulate enough stress or 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 uh, you 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 go through you go through enough stress or, or you you go through all your resolve, you get either physically or mentally tired, and now the hits are striking true. Now you're taking actual damage that that is that is much harder to heal rather than just resting up and and getting your breath back. So if you have zero resolve, Every single little tiny mental damage, a five-year-old calling you a doo-doo head is going to cause you trauma, Le legitimate mental trauma. And that's not a way to live. You can live that way. It's not important. It's not a good way to live. I did want to put this up for, for Heathen Dog. Go for it. Uh, there are talents to get permanent resolve back that you lost from learning spells. Okay, well, uh, I'm not going to waste talents. If, if once I get to zero, I don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> there you go. So why would i want it back i still have to worry about it uh, uh let's see oh yeah omanel says you can you can create multiple effects yeah. with a single spell that that's that's what we figured yeah 
um, in in the book of Skelos, but it's not in this main book, which means we're not talking about it. <laughs> oh wait, no resolve, no soak. No, 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 no. False, false. According to the, according to the book and what we've read, re- re- resolve is kind of like. Uh, temporary hit points and soak is like armor mental soak is courage courage yeah morale and and artificial mental soak is morale so you can still have courage and have no resolve the damage has to get through your courage it'll immediately get through your resolve because you don't have any and then go into trauma which is mental harm so i would stock up on the courage if I were a sorcerer, just get really brave. That way, <laughs> everything just bounces off. That little five-year-old will not call me a poo-poo head, and I won't take it personal. Because I'm a courageous man, not afraid of a five-year-old. So what are your final thoughts about um, about Conan 2D20? I didn't realize sorcery was going to be as horrible as, as Mythos Magic in Call of Cthulhu. It is. It is as horrible. There is almost no way to do it and not be screwed. I mean, there is a path. I see the path. It is a winding path. It is fraught with danger, but there is a way to navigate yourself without aligning yourself with any dark powers, without getting horrible deformities, without rapidly aging yourself, without doing all that. There's a way to do it. But if you're facing a guy that doesn't care, He's probably going to whoop the floor with you if you face him one-on-one. He's going to whoop your butt. It's going to be bad. You're going to end up being chunky salsa on your friends. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I go one step further in this. I don't think it should even be in the book. Well, it has to be in the book for NPCs for the flavor. Well, yeah, of the world. it should be in the game master, the game master section. It yeah. th- this shouldn't even this is something that shouldn't even be available for the players. And it's not that I don't like sorcery. You know me, I like magic and games. I even like some of the classes, like you know, going back to like the Palladium thing that I think can be interesting, even with their little dark twists. This is this is a step too far. This is what you have to do to get it. And again, somebody can put out their omen. Oh, we're crafty. Whatever. Oh no. In this source book, we're not talking about this. I'm playing, you know, what? I'm going to run Conan straight out of, the, out of the book. And no, yeah, no. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it, but I can see how it can be done. You only go, a, you only go maximum of three down the list and you take the right side of those, <laughs> of those talents and you go maximum down to three. Cause after that, it starts getting real bad. No matter what side you're on. And then you you just uh, you just put more points into the skill. Uh, you you go one spell, maybe two, because now we know each spell can can be divided off into several sub spells. So one or two spells is fine. And you you dump everything else into petty enchantments because those are recreatable. Th- those are effective every time, and they don't cost you any sanity, and they don't cost you any deformities. So you can use them all the time. There is a path. It's just not a path of power. It's 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 a path of versatility. That's what you're going for. You're weaker in a fight than the warrior, no matter what. But with with sorcery taken halfway down the path, you can be much more versatile than someone who has no sorcery at all. 
You have a Swiss yeah, Army and, knife, and some of it requires role playing. A, a machete. I'm useful in more situations. You're much more useful in a couple. Uh, so, what about uh, 2D20? Not 2D20, but Conan 2D20 as a whole. Uh, Conan, uh, the the book is is poorly written. Um, it takes at least two, possibly three reads through a section to actually get it. Which well written books only only take one. I mean, uh, if uh, as as a general rule, if if you are a game publisher and you have someone of average intelligence read a section, if they don't get it in the first pass, like at at least un- understand the concepts in the first pass, rewrite it. And you, you can only know it. that by questioning them, not saying, "Oh yeah, I get that." No, 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 no. You have to question them because they're going to lie. All right, because they they they're, they're going to think you're not going to pay them. So. <laughs> you have to question if if they don't get it in the first pass rewrite it until 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 they do or until someone else does because you can't make the other person do it one time again so they didn't do that and so it's poorly written but once you get it i believe that that conan has n- not only not only a good good gameplay um, I'm still not sold on the momentum doom fortune thing, but, uh, well, I'm sorry, a uh, fortune doom thing. I, I like momentum, but fortune and doom, I don't like, but, uh, uh, with, with the, that, with the, the good gameplay, plus the flavor, the flavor of the world, how the effects are represented. Oh my God. It's, it, 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 it's, it's very, very theater of the mind fun. I mean, uh, all the sorcery stuff is very visceral and very in your face and all of the special effects quality and otherwise of, of damaging weapons or healing stuff is very, very cinematic. I like that because it puts it directly into your head. It's vivid. It, it is. Yeah, exactly. It is vivid and it is, it is so in your face that it cannot be misinterpreted. So everyone has the same image. I like that. Everyone's going to be on the same page because it's so over the top. I like it. There's uh, I'm a a mixed mind in this one. I think that it does what it is intended to do. Well, unfortunately it's not my style and and that's what it comes. So my negativity other than the momentum thing, because I'm with Ethan dog on the momentum thing. Uh, it's just not my style of game. It is a game that is meant for two to three players. A game match is not meant for a group of six or seven party members. It's meant to be you know, two to three players, uh, high action. And uh, look, I don't want to repeat everything Heathen Dog said, so I'll just kind of go with that. I think it captures all of that well. And if that's what you want, especially in the modern day, modern day, you know, we don't get together with eight people anymore for some reason, you know? In that regard, I would say Conan 2D20, whether you're running it purely Conan or you just want to have a small group with a game system that plays well, yeah, you can't really go wrong with it. Take the time to learn it, understand it. You can't go wrong with it. Uh, I I am turned off by how momentum works. Well, no, 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 no. It's not momentum itself. It's the meta game between, or the mini game, the mini game between the game master and the players. That's what turns me off. But uh, outside of that, I like the way it's presented. I like the way, I mean, same thing I said about Mutant Chronicles. I think it's, it fits its role. Although to, for me, I'd rather do Mutant Chronicles than Conan 2D20. 
I, you know what? After after playing Conan two D twenty two or three times, it will be it will be just as understandable and 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 understood as Mutant Chronicles is on the first pass. Well, no, for for me, it's a setting. I, I'm not as interested in this kind of setting. Like Mutant Chronicles, oh, okay. definitely, I gravitate more towards that than I do towards this. I'm, I'm more of a I hate to use the word high fantasy because I'm more low fantasy, but I'm I'm not a pulpy type player. Like that's just not my thing. So. Okay, I, I I like the the flavor. I really do. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, I, I like Call of Cthulhu and Beyond the Supernatural and stuff like that. So, you know, in, in investigative pulpy nonsense, I I I I like it. I got a soft spot. So that that appeals to me. But uh the whole uh the whole, you know, uh everything in Conan is extreme. Yeah. There is no there to to make a middle of the road character middle of the road adventure middle of the road power is extremely difficult because the game's not built for that it's built for go big or go home bitch that's what this game is and i appreciate that subscribe for go home bitch <laughs> <laughs> all right so um, uh, uh, both omen l and crafty basically say yeah it's, it uh, it uh, captures uh you know ari howard's work Okay, that's gonna end. That's gonna end Conan two D twenty. Why didn't we cover the 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 land masses and the factions and so forth? Because I don't think that they're important to uh, to get across. And just like we really, I mean, I maybe even covered them a little bit more than I should have for Mutant Chronicles. And you're gonna find that going forward, there might be some times. But uh, I'll tell you right now, when we cover Coriolis, I'm not diving into the factions of Coriolis. You know, we'll we'll look at the universe that's going on in the third horizon, but I'm not going to dive into the factions. Uh, we're really here to talk about the gameplay and present how you know how you know, just present it as it's given in the book. The rest of it, it might be important, and we could talk about it on the side or maybe as a segment two. But it's not important for what we're doing in segment one to see if it's something that you would enjoy. Because if the name of factions and the factions in the game are what uh, are what are going to make and break it for you, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. So, uh, do, 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 do. Let's see what else we got. Well, yeah, th thanks for putting up with it, Omen L. <laughs> like I said, that's why I, me I messaged what I messaged last week. And I said what I said before, I think it was the equipment one, where, you know, I, I was kind of feeling... I I was feeling I wasn't doing it's just dessert, not because, uh, you know, oh my God, I got to cover this dumb game, but trying to read through it was a pain. Don't get me wrong, it helped a lot more for me to read through it. Like, I really did read the sorcery section yesterday beforehand instead of just skimming it. And that did help. Now, uh, Ethan Dog's getting ready for segment two here. Just there so you go. just just yeah. so you know, um, when we start segment two, I'll do my intro. But I have a second intro that I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to quickly spout off the stuff going on Palladium books. Okay, and then, so you want me to remove this for a second? No, no, no. That that can stay there. I don't care. No, oh, I, you, I, it's, I, still, I, still on, it's still on deck. It's yeah, just okay. not showing. I'll be doing the same thing. So here, let me get mine ready. Can we uh, do two at once? That's interesting. I think, I think so. Yeah. Each I mean, I'm not can do one. Oh, Crafty says, I knew the book would frustrate you, <laughs> but we did good. No, we didn't. We did it well. well. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yes. <laughs> so.
uh, 2D20 setting Infinity uh, after October. <laughs> well, no, 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 not this year. Not this year? Not Why? this year. Because the, the space between October and December is is set up in case one, something happens in between there, and two, to finalize what, what last game or two we're going to cover uh, from either years or engine or to make up for what we didn't do previously. So oh, okay. now, to be fair, anything can be covered on Friday. And you can do an overview of anything that you want on, on segment two. Yeah. Yeah. Which is gonna happen, it's right? just as far as the deep dives go. No. And, and look, I'm going to say something that might, <laughs> might jade people. I don't like 2d20 that much. Like, I, I like it. L- l- let me, let me phrase that. I mean, there's, there's no, I don't care. I, don't know, I just don't care to go through it again unless I've played it a bunch. That doesn't mean it's verboten on the show, but for a deep dive, I, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't I don't want to go through one, at least not anytime soon. But I mean, that was a five dollar super chat and, you know, money talks, right? <laughs> That's how Omen Gowell got Conan 2D20 in. Yeah, yeah, fair. Get the... Oh, no, wait, well, but before you start. There was something I said in the beginning you said to say during my segment. I forget what it was. Huh? Oh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this that you see in the screen right there real quickly before you start. No, no, there was something I said oh. in between the the op- our opening and the first segment that you wanted me to say in the beginning of my segment and I completely forgot what it was. <laughs> I forgot what it was too. I know I know I remember awesome. telling I remember telling you this. Yes, that. I remember you telling me to say something too, but I forgot what Hey, those of you who watched the beginning of the stream and might remember things better than us cuz apparently our dementia's kicking in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, what uh what what did I ask him to hold on to cuz it was it was actually something that I really did want him to hold on to for for segment 2. Hey, if, if you guys, oh wait, if, if, can we go to YouTube and rewind it? I, I don't have that part of YouTube open. You can, I don't care. Let me see if I can do that. Can, I can still talk to the, the nice people in chat. Hey, nice people in chat, how you doing? Hey, baby. <laughs> how are you doing? Infinity is more convoluted than Conan, okay. Uh, I've never heard, I'll be honest with you, I've never heard of it. I know, I know they've got uh, what... Uh, Fallout and um, other games they got. I don't know. A lot of IP games. I should Octoon Cthulhu. I mean, you know what? Yeah, if Heathen Dog wanted to cover Octoon Cthulhu, we can I we can do. What's that? I'm just say if if you. Nobody's typing in chat, so either we have a big delay or nobody remembers what the hell we're supposed to talk about again. Here it is. Oh, that's it. That's it. Yes. The, uh, the, uh, um, uh, c- converting specific genre. Oh yeah. Okay. Of, of palladium <laughs> to riffs. Okay. Yeah. Got it. All right. Check. There. Omen also says, please mix up the systems. Well, I am going to be going through a bunch of free league at the end. I've been wanting to do free league for a long time. I actually wanted to do that immediately after your palladium books and do this as kind of year of free league but because you guys paid for the 2d20 i owed it to you waited forever for us to do that so yep. yeah i had to do that and then hyperborea is in the mix here simply because it was supposed to be jovian chronicles but after looking at that 
and seeing what state that game's in. Not a chance in hell. I could have jumped into free league right away, but I wanted you guys to have a say about something. And well, not everybody's pleased with it. Hyperborea is what won the polls. Yeah, Coriolis is actually the toughest one. And I still have not decided, even though I have it planned out from here to October, if I'm going the Mutant Series and then Coriolis and then Forbidden Lands, or if I'm going the Mutant Series and then Forbidden Lands and Coriolis. I have not actually solidified that, but it won't matter because it's still the same number of weeks. And Coriolis is going to be the most challenging one of those. But all right, let's uh, let's put up this screen and let he... Oh, close that up. All right. Are you doing this in just one full segment? Um, yeah, it's going okay. to be... It's going to be... It's almost five, so it's going to be pretty quick. Okay, perfect. All right, for segment two today, Heathen Dog is going to talk about the Rifts conversion book. Number one. Wrong picture on the screen there. Apparently, I got the revised edition. He has the real edition or something, but this is the uh, that, picture that I looks found. looks pretty similar. Uh, well, it, it. it looks similar. It's yeah. not revised. It just take off, just erase revised, and it's fine. Okay, sounds good. And uh, he's going to talk about how you can take your SDC Heroes Unlimited or Palladium Fantasy or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle or whatever other game you're playing out there and bring it into Rifts. Because what is Rifts? It is the kitchen sink of role-playing. You can do anything in it. And he's going to prove that to you. You can take crap from other games and throw it in here and make it viable. But before we talk about that, I'm going to get that off the screen. And even before we go into the proclivities, I want to show this real quickly. If within the next couple of days, because this video should go up, well, this is still running. We got seven days left, according to this. So it'll probably be like four days left when this, maybe three days left when the video goes up. This is art from Kevin Sambita uh, from Judges Guild. Can I zoom in a little bit? Oh, yeah, that's right. I tried that on Friday and didn't work out so much. Um, for Judges Guild, and if you're like, oh, that art sucks. Well, this is the way art was done in 1979 and 1980 in gaming books. These are original pieces on the auction site and i will put this in the description of the video i hope i remember <laughs> if not somebody can yell at me for it but is on heritage auctions if you want to check it out and you can bid on some kevin Sambita art who is that well why are you watching a riffs conversion video if you don't know who kevin is he's the one that made the riffs game you weirdo <laughs> but uh definitely check out the other thing going on right now with palladium books t-shirts are on sale Go get your t-shirt. It's $13. Well, $12.32. It's less than $13. Shipping, tax, whatever. I don't know. I, I hate to say this. Plug your ears, Heathen Dog, but our Legion Mist shirts aren't that cheap. So, go check out Coalition States. Got gamer shirts. Got vampires. You got more Coalition. He's got lots of Coalition States. For them being the evil guys, he's got a lot of shirts. I'm just yep. saying. Uh, uh, we all know better. We got some, we got some uh, Cyber Knight, some Rifts, some Heroes Unlimited shirts, all types of stuff over there on the Palladium site. You got the Borg. I like the Borg one. Cyber Knights are the evil people. They're the, they're the rabble rousers. You know, <laughs> the you rabble rousers. There you go. Uh, check them out. There are, two, there are multiple pages of products. I'm not going to go through them all, but you can go to the Palladium-Store.com. Click on the sales. I'll try to put this in the link uh, or description of the video. I don't know how long they're on sale, but they're on sale now. Go check them out. Let me pop that off the screen and go to proclivities. I hate that word, but I use it all the time because it's what I'm used to saying now. And of course, get Conan stuff off the screen there. And we believe that role-playing games should take place in fantastic worlds. The focus of the game should be on role-playing and having a good time. 
The core values of hashtag RPGate and any good tabletop group are escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, organic inclusion, not forced diversity. You didn't say natural that time. It's okay. I don't have to. The charity we support is the Wounded Warrior Project. Oh, hold on. There you go. Click. That's the charity we support. The Wounded Warrior Project. Nonpartisan honors and empowers wounded warriors. And you can look at the link there. Click on the little QR code or look in the description below for your hopefully tax-deductible donation. Ethan Dog plays games on Thursdays and Saturdays. The Dirty Casuals, which I'm, I'm, I'm so casual, I'm only a 50% casual. Yep. I can't even be a full 100% casual. can't even be a proper casual player. Right. I'm there on Saturdays. But he plays Dungeons & Dragons currently online. Dungeons & Dragons online. Currently on Thursdays. And then on Saturdays, he plays Mech Warrior 5 with his team of Dirty Casuals, of which I'm part of. And of course... On Sundays and Fridays, you can get the fun tabletop RPG live streams. The Sunday ones where we do game stuff like this. The Friday one, we yapper, yap and yammer about uh, stuff going on in the TTRPG hobby. And of course, this is an overview. My job now is to sidetrack him and make this into a 40, I don't know, 45 minute video from his 15 minute. No, I don't know how long it's supposed to be, but we're going to uh, see right now. I'm already doing it. I'm sidetracking. He's yeah, waiting in the wind. He's like, hurry <laughs> up. And I'm saying no. And there you go. Subscribe. Fine, take right. it away. I'll shut up. No, all right, here we go. <laughs> if you've played any Palladium game, you have the ability to move those characters to Rifts, and you have the ability to do it completely plausibly within the game because Rifts connects to everywhere, so everywhere connects to Rifts. So if you have a, a long, a long-term character in Palladium Fantasy, but you've been playing Palladium Fantasy for a year two years, even six months, and you're like, eh, I feel like a change. Guess what? This is a change. You don't have to learn a new system, but it's different. I'm going to show you how to do it. I'm going to First, I'm going to go over the book, show you what it, what it tells you, and then give you a couple of examples with a couple of Palladium systems and how how easy it is or how difficult it is to move them over to Rifts. But now, Heathen does. Two off, questions for you. Shoot. First one is, hey, what if I want you to uh, show me exactly how to do a, a Palladium Fantasy Ranger and convert that over? Well, that's an excellent question, Max. I'm glad you I'm glad you said <laughs> something about that. Because here you go. Throw in the comments below. Throw in the chat. We already got one in chat right now for aliens. Throw uh, for. Uh, um, oh, my God. Heroes Unlimited Alien Alien Race. OCC or RCC to move over to riffs. But if, if you have a, a palladium OCC or palladium RCC, that's not riffs. And you want to see that converted as an example over to riffs, then throw it in the comments, the most wins. And I will have either a standalone video that does it, or it'll be on another set, another uh, segment too for RPG digest. And I'll show it step-by-step step how it's done. I have so question number two. Yeah, please put that in the comments if you want to see him do anything specific. Question number two. Shoot. Are there any OCCs that just cannot be converted over? Just it's no. not going to work. No. So anything from any anything. game. If it is Palladium, it can be converted. Now, it does give some rules for non-Palladium games. I wouldn't even oh. call them rules. I call them guidelines for non-Palladium games to pour over to riffs but i'm not going to go over that because that's convoluted takes a lot of explanation and as you can imagine it is more difficult and but, nerdy ogre oops sorry go on. yeah but the the palladium system going to another palladium system 
it's not so bad. Nerdy Ogre. Night Pain doesn't help. We need to know the actual OCC or RCC or whatever CC it happens to be. Yeah, RCC for this one. Okay, now we're going to go over general conversion for humanoids because you, as a Palladium Fantasy character, Beyond the Supernatural character, uh, TMNT, After the Bomb, Robot, whatever, you're probably humanoid. You don't get into really, really weird crap until you get into riffs. All right. So you're probably humanoid. So this is a general rules for conversion. Who is a DB? A DB, a dimensional being, is anyone who comes to Rift's Earth from a different plane of existence or a different time through a rift. That's that's the long and short of it. That's a DB. You could look like a DB, you could smell like a DB, or you could look like a human, but you are a DB if you come from another world. Now, here is the general conversion. Alignment. All alignments in Palladium are the same. There is no conversion for that. Keep your alignment. Attributes. Here's where it gets a little sticky. The physical and mental attributes of a particular race or breed vary from species to species. Normal humans always roll 3d6, blah, blah, blah. Now, attribute bonuses. This is where it changes. You port your attributes over, and then this is how it changes. Physical strength. The uh, the the bonuses for physical strength are slightly different in rifts than in some other palladium systems. This this will bring it in line with rifts. Augmented humans. If you possess a natural physical strength of 35 or higher, you can inflict one mega damage point when you deliver a punch. A power punch. This is a power punch. A roundhouse punch where the character winds up and punches all his might. It's a two two melee attack attack which means you you blow two attacks doing this one power punch now you are not supernaturally strong all right but you are so strong that if you put your back into it you can do one mega damage in rift's earth now is this for like heroes unlimited characters this is for, for, for anyone who does not have a superpower or a racial ability that enhances strength but got really lucky with rolls because you can get above a 30 physical strength if you get lucky with rolls and pick the right skills in any palladium system you can do that and this is giving you a uh, uh an added benefit to being that lucky or that good okay uh borgs they uh and any any kind of uh borg or robot is going to have is going to be considered robotic strength and robotic strength personally i have a problem with this but but this is by by the book if you have robotic strength then you are converted to this robotic strength table uh robots created in more primitive environments such as our own 20th or 21st century are not likely to be mega damage to become an md robot the primitive bot will have to undergo a complete conversion to a new md i like that okay i, I missed that part that that was an excellent thing but if uh if you are robotic strength, your pneumatics are not strong enough to do mega damage, but it's not hard to get modified. It's not hard. Any cyber dock and rifts can do it. You, the flesh is already gone. You just have to replace the arms and legs and stuff. And that just costs money. And just time. remove and the chip it. and put it over here. You got a new it, body. Have it's, nice day. it's not <laughs> difficult. It is not difficult. And you can get your upgraded strength. You just have to find the money and the and the and the guy to do it. That's fine. Uh, power armor generally, power armor is not going to be as effective from an SDC environment to an MDC environment because usually in SDC environments, number one, it's SDC. 
So it's one one hundredth of a mega damage point. That's bad. And it has an armor rating. If if someone rolls above the armor rating, it just doesn't work, which means it bypasses your armor, which means you just die. So you're going to want to get your armor upgraded as well. Quick as you can. Physical endurance. The bonus to savers poison and magic stops at 30, but the percentage savers coma continues at an increment of one point for each additional point beyond 30. This again, the, these these physical and and mental traits are upgraded to come to the rifts standard. Hit points and SDC, usually the same thing. Character uh, palladium RPG, they do have it. This is this is the first edition. It's not revised, and in first edition palladium, uh, palladium fantasy, they didn't have natural sdc but in second edition they do and that ports over one to one so since you brought that up i was going to wait um violence solves everything in the rumble side has a few comments about that specifically so he says remember the original conversion book is for converting played in fantasy heroes unlimited beyond the supernatural first edition not the current second edition ones uh yep. also this is based on the original rifts core book not the changes made with the ultimate edition and That's nightbane good. stuff is in the dark conversions book and not this yep. one yes that is correct Thank you. Now everyone knows. Armor rating. Again, well, like I said about armor rating, uh, it's not as effective in rifts because all rifts armor doesn't have mega damage. Yeah. It just protects. Okay. So not only do you have SDC armor, which can be easily obliterated by a handgun, but you have a chance for that handgun to bypass your armor completely on a good roll. You're, you're, you're going to want to replace that. Uh, horror factor average human does not have a horror factor horror factor is indication how frightening something is okay uh heroes limited super beings particularly shape changes and aliens will have horror factor 12 this this gives uh people from tmnt after the bomb mutants in orbit heroes unlimited those who have spectacular abilities or those who have strange animalistic or horrific appearance have a natural horror factor of 12 in riffs really yeah because you are you're an alien db and people are scared of that okay okay if you are particularly scary you can have a higher than 12 or if you're particularly not as scary you'll have less than 12 it's it's up to the game master excuse me it's up to the game master to adjudicate that but you are going to have some kind of horror factor if if you don't if you look enough not human i'm not talking like oh he's got white eyes it's eh, a little freaky but Whatever. I'm talking like you have scales, you have horns, you have five arms, whatever, which can happen. Especially in TMNT. <laughs> it can happen. So you're going to have a horror factor. That was a duck. Bionics, Come on, there's no horror factor for a duck. Yeah. Well, and for, for bionics, <laughs> it's, it's the same thing as being a Borg. All right. It's SDC material, SDC strength, which means you're going to want to get it replaced. Again, super easy. You find a cyber doc, give enough money, he'll just replace it. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. And now you're upgraded. And plus, usually the Rifts version of your ninjas and super spies, heroes unlimited, or uh or whatever, uh cybernetics is a lot better. The Rifts version is probably gonna be better. And then we have recon, it even does recon, which is which is neat. I'm not gonna go over that, but it does recon. Uh, acquiring new skills. Okay, now you you do get new skills after an adjustment period. The game allows you uh, to get riffs specific skills 
to make you uh, more to, to show that you're more acclimated to the riffs environment. Now, this could happen anywhere between two weeks or two months or six months. But you do get over time, especially if you have someone teaching you this new skill, riffs skills that will significantly improve your ability to stay alive and function in the riffs environment. Now, this is this is OCC specific or RCC specific. So we're going to have to go go through that on a case by case basis. So let me like let me ask a question with regard to that. Being a little pedantic here, but I'm I'm curious like how to do it. Let's say you're running a campaign, you got your Heroes Unlimited campaign going on and then all of a sudden walk through a portal and now you're in Rifts Earth. Yep. Like you don't have time to learn those skills. You you're just, you're brand new here. If you're how brand new then yeah, you're you just have your old skills, but your old skills are still useful but at a minus because of the technological difference. So again, we're going to get through that when we get to general, general changes. Okay. And we move on to, uh, you, you, you keep your old OCCs. And if you're above first level in your OCC, you continue advancing in your original OCC. If you're a Palladium Ranger, who's, who's fifth level, you will, your next level, you will be a sixth level Ranger because you're set in your ways and you you can train yourself and you're gaining experience as a ranger. Now, if you want to change OCCs and start at level one with a Rifts OCC, talk to your game master. You can set that up. Okay. But you don't have to. All right, moving on. Uh, this is game master notes. Uh, converting characters from other RPGs. Here's where here's where we go. Uh specific rpc uh, rpg conversions okay the the culture shock is what i talked about the, the the culture shock is real and it means you're going to be at a detriment to all your skills for a certain period of time before you you learn how to adapt your old skills to the new technology we'll give you some examples uh we're not going to go robotech we're not going to do that we're going to go to the your average 20th century characters this is this is someone uh, let, let's say you were doing Beyond the Supernatural and you were not a, a, a psychic genius. You were not a latent psychic. You were not an arcanist. You were a reporter or whatever, uh, an athlete. And you get shunted over to rifts because the people around you were psychics and they dragged you into their little, their little boondoggle. You are, you are shocked. You are nuts. You have, you have great detriments to all of your skills uh, you, you, you will not get any free skills by spending time there. You will have to advance in levels to gain, gain new skills. And when you gain new skills, then you can, you can use your, the riffs skill table to gain your new skills. But until then you're just boned and you're at, you're at minus 20% to all your current skills. If they're medical, technical, or scientific, meaning computer operation. You have 50% to operate a computer. Well, not in riffs. It's 30. That's you because have... computers aren't the same anymore. Exactly. Computers are 17 generations higher. And it's 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 like go, going from vacuum tubes to to an to an Intel 1300 whatever. Sure, the basic principles are the same, but the usefulness and 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 use case and maintenance and care are completely different so you're not going to know heads or tails that minus 20 percent beyond the supernatural 
this this one's a, a, a not as rough because you are not you cannot be considered the average 20th century character. Therefore, your penalties for going to a Rift's environment are less. You are used to magic. You are used to supernatural beings. You are used to psychic phenomena. Therefore, you have less of a learning curve in Rift's than your average Joe. Okay? So, uh, for example, let's say the parapsychologist. Once you go into Rift's, you get a plus two save versus possession, plus two save versus horror factor, triple the number of base PPE points. Now, is that because uh, in Beyond the Supernatural, you had that... that uh... When psychic stuff yes. is around me, yeah. So now it's just being like it's always around it's you. It's always there, okay. but not at not at ten times ever, but usually double or, or triple. Okay, your base PPE points. You can learn one additional language. This is again over time. You will learn one additional language for free, and be literate in as well. One additional energy weapon proficiency again over time. And develops a sort of supernatural presence sensing ability. This presence sense is similar to the usual psionic power, except that the ability is automatic and only senses the presence of supernatural beings, including demons, entities, and vampires. You can also operate techno wizard devices and read scrolls. As usual, the new powers are lost wow. when the character leaves Rift's Earth. It says powers, not skills. This is important. Skills are mundanely learned. You're not going to lose it by, by shifting dimensions. Therefore, if you learn how to build and repair a Rift's level computer and you go back to your world, you're going to be the new Bill Gates, uh, Elon Musk, and uh, and uh, the Apple bastard. What's his name? Uh, uh, um, Steve, uh, Jobs. Steve Jobs. All yeah. into one. You're going to be that guy. Okay. I, I want to ask a pedantic question. Stop doing that. Okay. Well, it says Rift's Earth. This does include things like phase. Where you're just talking the Rift setting, right? Yes, this That's is just what the Rift I, setting. I just wanted to put that out. Thanks. Well, we went to Phase World and I lost all my power. No, you wouldn't. Well, yeah, you you, you didn't lose all your skills. You just you go to Phase World and you get you get Rift's level powers and you go back. Yeah. You lose them. That's how it works. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and other strangeness after the bomb and uh, Heroes Unlimited with uh, with uh, uh, mutants with animal traits. If you have any kind of uh of altered skin that is converted to mdc so if i play a turtle and i spent yep. the bio e points to have yep. my turtle shell yes oh that's awesome now, when you go to riffs you have legit turtle power <laughs> that's awesome you are you are an you you lose your hit points you lose your sdc and you become an mdc creature equal to the bonus sdc you would get for that particular trait so do you remember how much sdc you get for having a turtle shell it depends on what level you take but i think it was like 45 with an ar it doesn't matter ar anymore uh, AR like, matter. like one of them 45. is 45 extra yeah 45 that means you have you have 45 mdc and if i get the 60 power then it's 60 mdc it's okay 60, i mean exactly. not that's not crazy a lot but no, it's that not is, crazy a lot but it is can, significant oh yeah yeah and mdc mdc uh uh powers like uh like let's say you have turtle shell and thick hide of some kind okay they're cumulative so if thick hide gives you 30 turtle shell gives you 45 you have 75 total mdc okay. and we move to heroes unlimited is is a very is a special case because there are some superpowers both minor and major 
that will convert you to an MDC creature just by the virtue of having that power. And any energy expulsion power is considered MDC damage. Any uh, telekinetic force field or armor ability is MDC rated. Remember the first time you do that, you go blast and you're like okay that's gonna hit the win- uh, the building i'll break a couple windows whatever blast we would yeah and you just ruin the entire building it comes crashing down like the- oh my bad i didn't know my own strength <laughs> ha 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 that's gonna be rough and it's the same thing for magic so if you're if you're a, a, a psychic or a magician from say palladium fantasy heroes unlimited uh beyond the supernatural any any uh energy damage or or any energy field you create produce or expel will be considered mdc damage or mdc protection immediately and these are some select superpowers blah 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 but what we're what we're going to do is uh we are now going to, going to look at some specific cases okay for uh, let's see. Well, he's looking at, remember guys, if you want him to, if there's a particular, you know what? I'm thinking about taking my Palladium fantasy to the next level, bring it into rifts. And you've got a Palladium fantasy character. You want him to try to convert for you. Leave it in the, the comments. Yeah. First we're going to do speed metal. Oh, speed, speed metal is a heroes unlimited character. He has two major super abilities. Can you zoom in on that? I can. Thank you. He has alter physical structure metal and sonic speed i chose this for a reason because even in heroes unlimited he is very very strong he is a very strong character but in riffs he's even stronger here's what i mean just just by being a mutant superhumans empowered by genetic or the cause of mutation usually possess unusual powers blah 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 uh, skin that provides additional SDC and here's a limit provides that number of MDC. We already talked about that. Uh, some powers and rifts may transform them into mega damage powers while on, while on, while on rifts earth. See the super abilities. These characters will have a base PPE of six D six. So let's see what his PPE is. Uh, doesn't say, guess what? He gets 66. He rerolls it 66. Now his specific powers. Alter physical structure, metal, and sonic speed. Let's see if they are listed. If they are listed, they're gonna then they're gonna get a bump. Ooh, long way. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Major super abilities. Here we go. Alter physical structure, fire, liquid, uh, metal. There we go. Okay. Power transforming character, living juggernaut of metal. Unlike the previous physical transformation powers, the metal has no energy attacks or ability to control, manipulate, blah blah. blah. Uh, the character becomes an incredible MDC creature impervious to normal fire, cold, and poison. Normal weight is quadrupled when transformed and physical MDC becomes 600. What? Yeah. And regenerates 1d4 times 10 MDC per minute. What? Yeah. Considered to have supernatural strength. Minimum. That's crazy. Minimum physical strength is 32. Let's see his let's see his strength. What is it? That's almost well, that's definitely over most robots, and that's almost yeah. glitter boy, and it regenerates. Yeah. 40. He has 40 strength when he's transformed. So he keeps his 40. He has over 32, so he keeps his 40. 
see, in from Heroes Unlimited, if you have any, any strength enhancing power at all, when you go to riffs, it becomes supernatural. Even the lowest of the low, extraordinary physical strength. In Heroes Unlimited, this makes you Captain America. You are you are the height of human possibility and strength. But still the human. Thing, the only power about you is you don't have to exercise every day to maintain it. <laughs> it's, it's there naturally. But in riffs, supernatural right away. So he has 600 MDC and he has 40 supernatural strength just from this. Well, now let's look at Sonic Speed. Does Sonic Speed have an adjustment? Well, he's looking that up. Oh, hey, be sure to subscribe. Is. Yeah, subscribe. There you go. Sonic Speed. Uh-oh, it has an adjustment. Uh, this means a character can run at a speed of sound, Mach 1. Now, because he has uh, alter physical structure metal, his movement rate is half. So even with Sonic Speed, he only goes half the speed of sound. Is, is that that's a permanent or only when the, the yeah. alter physical structure is up? No, uh, if for, for this specific character, the powers are linked. Okay. He has to use one to use the other. Okay. For this specific character. But normally, yes, you are correct. If you only use Sonic Speed without the, without the turning into giant metal juggernaut, then okay. you can go full speed. I didn't know you could link powers like that. That's cool. Well, it, it's, it's for story. He, he's you. an NPC. It's for story. Okay, you get a sonic speed punch. You get a sonic speed power punch that does 2d6. I wouldn't do it. He already has a supernatural strength of 40. That's better. So why would you do that? But here we go. Do not give the character extra SDC, but instead he becomes a mega damage being with 1d4 times 10 plus 40 physical MDC. Remember, MDC bonuses because of powers are cumulative, which means that's 600 plus 1d4 times 10 plus 40. So let's average it out. Let's say it's 65. So he has 665 MDC. And yeah, and he has a supernatural strength. So he becomes a, uh, a, a power to be feared. 665 MDC is literally no joke. And 40 supernatural strength can can pummel a bunch of folk. Wow, that rhymed. I didn't mean it. That was cool, <laughs> though. All right. Now, he's like, but he had 950 SDC, but that, that's 9.5 mega damage, man. Trust me, he got an upgrade. Got an upgrade. And because the superpowers didn't give any initiative, strike, parry, whatever bonuses or, or changes, we don't have to go through that. He just keeps it. Plus six to initiative, plus one to he's only level one. Plus one to strike, plus three to parry, plus four to auto dodge, because Sonic Speed gives oh, you speed, auto yeah, dodge. Oh, speed, yeah, okay, makes sense. Sonic Speed gives you auto dodge. Now, this plus 25 to damage doesn't exist anymore because he he's not in SDC damage mode. He's in MDC damage mode. And when he's not in his when he's not in his uh, metal state, he only has a PS of 10. That's zero bonus. So he loses his damage bonus because he does MDC damage. And PS bonuses don't, don't apply to MDC damage. So that's it. We've turned Speed Metal from a Heroes Unlimited character to a Rifts character, just like that. So let's let's see what happens with another character. Before you do that, you've got people enthralled because chat's not moving, but viewers are actually climbing a little bit. So uh, they're enthralled with what you're doing right now. 
and you just broke the you broke the spell. Good job. I did. I'm sorry, Jinx. Now we have Raven Davenport. He is a latent psychic. Now in Beyond the Supernatural, he's he's hot stuff, right? But in riffs, he's a punk. But don't worry, we're gonna fix him up. Gonna move to Beyond the Supernatural, which is, I believe, is up here. You're doing that. I, I was looking at yes, I, I have the conversion, I have the revised version, so the one that's updated from you. Um, but uh, this is the one that includes the Rift's ultimate, so on and so forth. So uh he's got the old version, I've got the new version. I've never used it because I run SDC games, but I have well, it just in case because okay. you're converting me to Rift somehow. <laughs> I get it, I get it. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh if you have the revised book. You're missing Robotech. Robot, Robotech and Palladium Fantasy First Edition, but you're gaining Second Edition and moving to Rift's Ultimate. Now, the, the process is exactly the same. The, the bonuses and slight specifics are going to be different, but if you have the book, you can do it if you follow these steps, and that's it. So here's Beyond the, here's beyond the Supernatural. Fifth level Latent Psychic. He has these skills. And he has these powers. Sense evil, clairvoyance, total recall, mind block, resist fatigue, summon and strength. 13 PPE, 63 ISP. These skills, martial arts, bonuses to strike, weapon proficiencies, and these skills of note. Okay? Now. And, and our assumption uh, real quickly. Hang on, hang on. Speed Metal did not have any, re any real skills of note. He was still a junior in high school. He didn't have shit. Oh, really? <laughs> So, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do the, the minus 10 minus 20% to him because it was worthless, okay. but with this guy, it's going to be relevant. So, uh, so I did want to say that, that we're not explaining those attributes. Cause if you're using the conversion book, we assume that you know, know what they mean. Yeah. You can go back and watch one of the other videos to find out what all that stuff means. Exactly. So let's look at latent psychic add one D four times 10 plus 30 ISP. Oh crap. Okay. Well, that's going to average out to 55. So he now has 55 plus 63. That's 118. He has 118 ISP right out of the gate. He's almost, he's almost doubled his ISP power and double his base PPE. Okay. He's got 13. Now he's got 26. Okay. Okay. What else does he get? Select three more psionic powers from the riffs categories of sensitive two powers from the category of physical two powers from the category of healing and two powers from the super category. Now remember, wow. And, wait, and he's a latent psychic. Yes. Yes. That's why I, that's, that's why I chose this. Cause, cause in, in beyond the supernatural, you get butt kiss for powers. But when you go over to riffs, you, you get it. It's, it's like you're a stripper and, and, and someone's making it rain on you, man. Power is just dropping from the sky. There is no learning curve on these. These are psionic abilities. You just know them. Walking and through that little that little rip in dimensions, all of a sudden, you're... your oh, brain is flooded with all kinds of new possibilities. So you get a total of what? Uh, nine, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine more powers. Two from the super category, which usually is is just reserved for the master psionic and a, and a couple of other like the mind melter and a couple other master psionics but no you you get them not just for the latent the door 
<laughs> you get him for walking through a door. That's great. On top of that, you get a bonus plus two to save versus psionic and magical attacks. All these additional powers, ISP, PPE, disappear when the latent psychic leaves risk, but will instantly return if the character does. So you don't roll again. You don't choose again. You go through the rift one time, two rifts earth. You choose your powers. You roll your extra ISP. If you go back home and come back, you don't get to re-roll. You don't get to re-choose. You just re-get. All right? Wow. So don't don't try the walking through the portal till I, till I roll <laughs> jackpot uh, exploit. That doesn't work. That exploit does not work. All right. So there we go. So now he had one, two, three, four, five, six powers. He over, he over 150% more powers. He's got nine more powers. He has almost double the ISP. So psionically, he's he's killing it, but he's from the 20th or 21st century. So he does get some minuses. So let's look at what these minuses are. Computer operation, 90%. Not anymore, bro. 70. But yeah, that's still pretty good, though. It's still pretty good, but it was 90. He was an expert. Now he's just a journeyman, right? But it doesn't explicitly say how long it takes to acclimate yourself to the Rift's environment. Personally, if I were the game master, I would say uh, every level that you gain in Rift's, your, your, uh, your detriment is divided in half, and then on the second level, eliminated. So the high levels, that could be a long time though. It could be a long time. It depends on how high level you are when you get there. But I took that into account because the more expert you are in something, the harder it is to relearn it because your brain is pretty much locked into what you know. But if you're lower level, it's easier to learn something because you didn't really know it very well in the first place. Right? I mean, it kind of makes sense to me. <laughs> Intelligence? No, that stays the same. You know, screwing with people's minds is screwing with people's minds. Photography, that's the same. Research, same. Writing, same. Technical skill program. Here we go. Uh, magic, history, and art. Secondary skills. Pilot automobile, minus 20%. The automobiles work differently. Pilot motorboat, minus 56%. I looked this up on the Palladium forums. It counts. Swimming, <laughs> same. Martial arts, same. Pickpockets, same. So, science, technical, weapon proficiencies, and... Uh, uh, computer operation or, or com computer anything. All of it is at minus 20%. But he will be able to get certain skills over time between two weeks, two months, six months, whatever he gets. A, he gets a free weapon proficiency skill. He gets, he gets a free literacy skill of his choice be because riffs, you know, they kind of throw him in a bone. So a little bit of bone to make him more functional in Rift society. That that's not role play uh kosher, but it's more uh we 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 play tested it and it didn't work out unless they unless we threw him a couple skills they were really lost. So hmm. to make them viable in Rifts, you have to throw them these couple of bones. But that is basically it. everything else the the majority of this book beyond those conversions is spell conversions and monster conversions. They convert all the spells for you from heroes unlimited palladium fantasy and beyond the supernatural guess uh, to, to riffs and they convert 
so, uh, many of the psionics and all almost all of the palladium monsters they convert them for you if they go to mdc if they don't what powers they have how well, how much damage they do now all that stuff they convert it for you like if you're chasing a boogeyman the picture in the original book is so awesome for that character. That monster book is awesome, yeah. But if you're chasing a boogeyman, there he is. Oh, there he is. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Yeah, you're chasing a boogeyman. You're luck lucky for you. Oh, unlucky for you. He turns into an MDC creature. Ooh. So that, that's not great. But you know, whatever that happens. I mean, it happened to you. You when you converted over to riffs too, right? You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this the 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 devil digger does not good for him he does not is, convert well, that's considered an animal though isn't it well some some of these animals are supernatural okay like say the dragon wolf converts yep. to mdc 46 times 10 he's a mega damage monster in rifts it's an optional player character too Pff, i wouldn't take it but okay uh dragon dactyl <laughs> which is a, a palladium fantasy uh yes it is a dragon and a pterodactyl rolled in one it also becomes an mdc creature 46 times 10 mdc don't tell me kevin didn't do drugs yeah yeah he did a little <laughs> drugs in his mouth. but the, the rest of the book is like this and the monsters that are converted are extensive and to be fair they're, they're all over this one too i think it's like half the book yes elementals ice monsters alien intelligence even Th this is Ooh. this is for uh uh this is bad uh, i don't think i have that one no you do not want to fight an alien intelligence in a high magic environment they already have hundreds of thousands of, of sdc now they have tens of thousands of mdc which is significantly worse i think that was taken out of the update because well, i'm not uh, seeing them here Okay, um, it, they they could have moved it to uh, source book two because oh, that, that deals with pantheons and gods. Okay, and very good point. Intelligences can be considered above gods, and I I would know. I I think they are above gods. They are stronger. Demon hordes. Yeah, these are all creatures, and then that's it. The book is over. Okay, so right now is the point when everybody puts into the comment section and says, hey, let's convert Dodger the Duck. <laughs> my, Dodger the Duck. For my After the Bomb, uh, you can go check that out, my After the Bomb character creation that we created there. Um, so Violent Souls Everything says, Beyond the Supernatural, psychics are the top and most powerful psychics in the world. Just doesn't seem like that because of how weak all things mystical are in Beyond the Supernatural. Yeah. Okay? Yes. I mean, and then, it, it, and the, the whole riffs bump makes complete sense. Yeah. He followed that up with Alien Intelligences were moved to the Dark Conversions book, like the Nightbane okay, stuff. Dark so. Conversions, okay. All right, fair enough. Uh, then the chat I have starred is, uh, it's not hard to upgrade to MDC. You just have to sacrifice one person for one MDC, <laughs> 10 for two MDC, 100 for three, and so on. Uh, a little reference back That's to funny. the Conan That's sorcery. It's up there for folks. Nordiogra says, how about converting Max Nightbane character to Rifts? Oh, we didn't write that one down. His, his, his it's, super it's on video, though. I mean, it's we on could... video. Yeah, we can go back to the video and I can make the character the, the uh, Super Cenobite. My but, only uh, problem with I, that... I, I would have to use Max's book 
because Nightbane oh. isn't in the, the, the first edition. Oh, that's only, Dark Conversions also. That's, that's Dark Conversions also. I don't have that one. I, I, I might need Dark Conversions revised or whatever if they have one. But I'll, I'll check out. I don't own Dark Conversions. I own uh, one and two. I don't, I don't own the, the Dark Conversions book. Okay. I only own one. I don't even own two because this is the one with the After the Bomb stuff in it. So Yeah, I have, um, I have one and two. So there's that. And then finally, Nerdy Ogre again says, who cares if you have all the psychic ability to connect with computers? Who needs a skill? Okay, fair enough. If you are a psi mechanic from uh, from uh, um, Beyond the Supernatural, then yes, you, you will automatically get the, the telemechanics uh, psionic power. You automatically get it, which means you don't need a skill. You touch, you touch a machine, you know how to use it. So that, that's fair. That's fine. Yeah. Apparently, there are a bunch of people who want that Nightbank character. Got seconded. Got. I agree with Nerdy's suggestion. <laughs> so, uh, people want that Nightbane character. My, my only thing is that Nightbane character is already pretty powerful. I would like I, to see oh, something. Yeah, I'd like to see one mundane character brought over because it's well, easy. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know what? You know, you're not going back. You, you can't go back on your word. Whatever gets the most votes. Yeah, fair. Is going to win. You're watching that video. I'm not, though. <laughs> that's <laughs> your conversion yeah i know uh, but uh check out uh, again look if you want to pick for some odd reason what, what was the game i don't like splicers you know i don't know i mean that pretty much doesn't need much conversion does it it's already mega damage but uh anyway yeah if, if you already have mega damage there's no real conversions needed this is mainly for sdc environments all right folks find those really really old 1982 mechanoids let's get one of those converted <laughs> All right. Any anything you want to uh, finish up with? Because I do think we should come back to this because I think this is one of those things that shows off um, that versatility. The, yeah, especially of, of riffs. And at some point, what I'd like to do, and this, of course, you'd be doing it, not me. So what I'd like to see is show a comparison of, say, this character. Let's just use Heroes Unlimited. This Heroes Unlimited that's been converted from the core game compared to something equivalent. A crazy or maybe a Borg, whatever, of a, of a Rift's character, and just see, okay, how do they start off? Like, how uh, how comparable are they? And just to show folks that, hey, convert a Rift's dog boy into Palladium Fantasy. Is there a conversion book to go backward? No, no. If uh, well, no. Hang on, hang on. Um, his his weapons and armor will still be MDC, so he'll dominate the entire planet. But his uh. Uh, his psychic abilities, a dog boy doesn't have a whole lot of offensive psychic ability. So none of that is going to require conversion. I mean, the only thing I could see is you would half the ranges because of the magical, the, the lower, the lower magical environment. You'd half all the ranges in duration. But other than that, uh, ju just his armor and weapons would allow him to dominate all society. Well, and, until the armor somehow found a way to break <laughs> whatever uh, i mean yeah and and his, when, when his when his rifle and his uh, vibro knife ran out of juice ah uh, he's just hanging out in a lightning storm he'll get it's <laughs> a count uh all right i think that's it for segment two uh you know i i, I like it. I'm, I'm glad that books like this exist because it proves Okay, it's not proof. It's evidence that Rifts is meant for everything. And while this is focused on the Palladium universe, well, duh, that's his universe. Why wouldn't it be focused on the Palladium yeah. universe, right? Uh, 
I'm glad that it's out there because it does bring it all into one fold. It is the Palladium Books Megaverse. And we'll leave it with that. There you go. Okay, you want to get the link out there for segment three? And of course, I've got I've got to put the image up. <laughs> your comments, you silly, silly people, and your comments. And your dirty comments. And we'll we'll intermix comments with uh with people coming in to talk to us. So of course the viewer call in, uh, check your audio and surroundings. Don't need to hear your dog barking, kids screaming, the the truckers behind you. Uh, but one question or comment related to segment one or segment two, we'll respond, get a follow up, and then outie. And of course, watch the language. And uh, will you get that out? Oh, I got to get it out for Rumble. So yep, let me for Rumble. Yeah, the Rumble one in case our violence wants to stop playing his video game and talk to us. Hey, uh, present. Oh, oh, be, oh. Uh, bef- uh, well, while we're waiting for someone to jump in, mm-hmm. uh, Guaca and uh, shit. I'm sorry if you're watching, I forget who it was, but uh, gave us a, a code for DDO to get a whole bunch of of adventure packs for free a whole bunch so that 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 got me and uh and and Sheris thinking if we start over we can go to a whole bunch of adventures that we couldn't have done before and these are good ones that are like fun and you, you normally had to spend money on so they're more well done we we might do that after we get to level 20 in ddo start over we might. Um, before we bring in our uh, our guest here, I want to read the first comment. Now I know it says Friday Night Chill Stream, but you'll see why I'm reading it here. Said, uh, and meaning to ask this in your latest interview with Kevin, you mentioned wanting to burn the Splicer's book. I believe I heard that right. You did. That is true. I'm curious what drove you to that decision. What drove me to me personally to that decision was the absolutism with everything metal is taken over it was just too much you have to wear some sort of bug carapace with a bug goo gun with just everything was living versus metal and it just it was it was a bridge too far for me i'm not saying it's necessarily a bad premise but i don't want to hold a worm in my hand and call it a gun yeah, the, I don't. I don't mind the carapace part of it, but oh, there's a fleck of metal. It's now being taken over. <laughs> you know. Yeah, if if you have like point one percent metal on you, you're screwed. That's mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's too much. It's too much. So it was just it was just too absolutist for me. Is really what it came down to. All right, Marhawkman, what you got? Uh, I was just uh, pondering the whole. It's like so you you have a, a a party composed of characters that are all conversion characters from completely different worlds. How would that work out? Well, okay. Number one, you're gonna have a lot of time with uh, each player with the game master to to convert them over, and uh, and a story behind how the hell that happened, and uh, and and how how you all were brought together from different times and different different dimensions into the same place to form a party uh but it it will work it will work a hundred percent the reason being is because they're all palladium characters they all get up converted to rifts they're all the same power level now even the ranger who has very little in the way of supernatural abilities if any but 
uh if uh the the ranger specifically has like oh his his bow and arrow thing easily transfers into rifle weapon proficiencies and uh and and other things so he'll only take the two weeks to uh to to convert his skills into something useful whereas other characters from like beyond the supernatural or heroes unlimited or or whatever are going to take maybe the two or six months so he's going to be more useful right away than a lot of the other characters in in the beginning so even then he's good but any any wizard or psionic from palladium fantasy is going to be instantly godlike just like every, just like every other psionic or 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 magic user in rips is going to be instantly have the god power of mdc on his side and plus armor armor of Ithin and played in fantasy was like everywhere. It was ubiquitous in the extreme. So yeah, he's going to have MDC armor as well. So I don't see a problem with that. The only problem I see with that is uh, the story behind how that nonsense happened. You know, I want to hear that story that that's got to be a yarn, a failed magical portal spell. I meant that, to teleport the group and oops. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a group consisting of one person from from six different dimensions. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. That story, I'm get some popcorn on that one. Yeah. I, gonna... Well, well, like, but the thing that was going in my brain though is like you have like drastically different rules for what the characters were like before they came over. Rules, and then no, not drastically different. Well. Anyway. The big, the biggest change between the games is education. Are you OCC yeah, or, you, or a skill program? Yeah, skills, which which is, has a has a blanket minus twenty percent unless you are a high tech or high science OCC. Let's say the hardware genius or or a, a sci mechanic, whatever. Then you only get minus ten percent initially, and after your next level, it goes away completely. The only other thing is your is your bonuses for. Uh, to save versus magic versus psionics and every OCC is listed and gives individual bonuses to bring them all up to the level of the average riffs character. Hmm. Okay. That was, that was the follow-up. That, that was it. So, Thank you. Uh, Thank you Have a good day, sir. Mm -hmm. All right, let's hit another comment, see if somebody else pops in here. Kevin Sullivan says, The zones remind me of Marvel Superheroes combat maps. Just another reason not to play this game. And you can be grumpy, dude. Marvel Superheroes is a good game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to, to be fair, I never used the the combat maps for, for Marvel, Marvel Superheroes because, like, like him, I'm more theater of the mind. I, I try and stay away from that. And even if I use it, I'll roughly sketch out something yeah. rather than use a map. But... I, I do I do understand um, the whole thing. I mean, I thought Champions was worse because it uses like a hex grid and inches and all that stuff, and it was worse. You need to, but, unfortunately. Yeah, you need to do that, unfortunately. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, just don't use it. So, but but in uh, in in Conan and all all two D twenty system, you need that. You need a map that differentiates close, medium, and extreme. It's closely in the long and extreme range. You need that to make the game work. I probably should type this guy an answer because he's probably not going to watch <laughs> this part of it, but oh well. Um, there we go. He answered yours, and you do watch. Let's see. Oh, did we go through? Because I answered. Uh, oh, there's Rhesus, Rhesus, whatever. Whenever you see a successful first... Okay, that has nothing to do with... Okay, weird guy being really grumpy. Yeah. I just like to be grumpy. Uh, I wouldn't play this even free. 
I'd play Pocket Fantasy or Mini 6 Bare Bones Edition. Pocket Fantasy is a traditional fantasy game based around only one D6 for all dice rolls. Then Mini 6 is a simplified version of old Star Wars D6 rolls. I'll even go one further, one that he covered. And we talked about it recently because of Rises, Rhesus, whatever. Um, Warrior Rogue Mage. Yeah. I'd rather play that as well. But if you want to teach someone a game system and play it in 15 minutes, this is good. This is good. Now, for, for the other games, I don't know how easy it is to learn. I know that Rory, uh, Warrior Rogue Mage is going to take longer than 15 minutes to learn the system and make a character. Eh. It is. I mean, when I remember, it was just you only had those three stats, and then if you're doing something warrior-like, you rolled your warrior D6s, and if That's you're doing true. something mage-like... Were... I'm going to say it takes longer, longer than 15 minutes. Plus, uh, the uh the, this this one unlike warrior rogue mage and i'm not sure about pocket fantasy or mini six but you get to there is no classes there's nothing you get to make up in one word tell me all the things i need to know about your character okay first word barbarian okay boom now something that goes with barbarian give me another one cocaine cocaine okay you're you're a cocaine addicted <laughs> barbarian Okay, uh, when when you're when you're on cocaine, you you get a bonus to all your strength checks and and a bonus to your speed and bonus to all your stuff, bonus to your movement. <laughs> you get an extra action per turn, but it's minus two dice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, whatever you know, it 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 uh, for for a one shot for a day. It it not only gives you simplicity, but it gives you freedom of imagination for the players. And as a, as a game master, I hate doing that, but like I said, it's a one shot. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to stress. Yeah. That aspect of the game was very fate ish to me. Yeah. Uh, but but then, I like the fact that it is defined right away, not during the gameplay it is defined. Yeah. And so you can't just make up crap while you're going along. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Right. It's one of those simple games people keep mentioning, but I'm with max the death spiral. It's too strong. I think the only thing that I said about oh, I mean, I, I the death spiral, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. I think my only other change I would make to it is I just you know exploding dice would really help this game. Yeah, I I think they made the death spiral strong on purpose to uh, increase the speed of gameplay. Uh, I clicked that button. I hate that I have to actually click on the screen in order for anything to happen like that. Um, I'd probably change game rules so that if you roll three d six versus forty six, just roll your dice and do not add them. Just the highest die wins. Even if you tie, they cancel out. So roll three, three, four versus one, two, three, four. Top four. Oh, three, okay, three. okay, okay. I, I get what he's saying. Yeah. I get what he's saying. Yeah. I mean, whoever rolls the highest wins. If you tie, it's a push. Because theoretically, okay. if you have more dice, you still have a higher you have chance. More, of... more chances to roll that six. You know. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Uh. And all you right. Know Kevin... what? You know what? If if you buy the game for zero dollars, you can run however you want. <laughs> so uh, I think they misspelled GURPS light. Okay. Yeah. I mean, GURPS is D6. This one, I didn't know if this one was targeted towards you or me, because I don't remember. Guys, got to gotta timestamp stuff, man, because uh, I don't know what I say. I won't even know what I said in this video about an hour after I make it. Uh, get it out there. It says, fudging is cheating. We're playing a game, not putting on a play. If you don't want to leave something up to fate, don't roll the fucking dice in the first place. You're the GM, just like you don't let players roll unless you call for one. I agree with all of this so far. Yeah. If you want that... something to happen, don't roll. That is that is good. Now, now, if you're talking about Max, he only fudges dice when when the uh, 
when the 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 random dice god favors the players so much that it makes an uh, uh what's supposed to be a dramatic fight worthless oh that wasn't the dice that i fudged that was the character stats that oh, i fudged okay. I, right. I i doubled his hit points okay fine 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 okay uh Okay, yeah, uh, generally, I agree. F fudging dice is a bad idea. If you have to fudge dice, you probably made a mistake. But the thing is, people make mistakes. No, Nobody's perfect, even me. But I'm closer than all of you, so what are you all going to do? Cry? No, you're going to fudge dice. <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, I hate all the dumb talk about what people ru ruining rpgs however gotta say you guys do cover all the coolest shit in rpgs on your channel you have great taste friends truly well oh, if the woke you. people wouldn't be trying to inject their bullshit in the hobby i wouldn't have to talk about it yeah other than that hey thank you for the compliment appreciate that and i think uh nobody uh did i put the i put the link out a second time i did nobody else wants to pop in i think that's it for gonna, this last week okay i'm gonna oh. i'm gonna put mine out one more time you, Anyone okay. come in? There's the link. We got time for another guest. So here's one for you. It's on an oh, old video of yours. Old RPG. No, I, uh, uh, Legion Myth Weekly Legion live stream video there. Yep. I'm a shifter. I don't need to hunt. I have demons do it for me. So I'll not starve oh. in the Rift's wilderness. Pesky flat scans bowed down to the Lord of the Shifts. See, that's why you a, a, a shifter is a goddamn troll. That's why, because they all end up like that. Summoning and selling their souls and all that shit. God damn it, Kevin. You did it again. You, now, you, the you same. converted another probably righteous person to the dark side just because he's playing a shifter. It's another old one, but I'm giving time for somebody else to pop in if they want to. Um, the same guy who we just agreed with a moment ago says, Gognard's hating metacurrency. Seen this before. Yeah. Grognard, I like momentum. I had nothing but good things to say about momentum. No, you oh. agreed though with that the meta, the whole uh, the arms race between yeah 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 a bit between you know momentum and doom yeah, yeah I don't that's like that's that, the meta currency yeah of momentum I'm very pleased with okay I'm well very, then I think very pleased with it it makes I think you're sense. gonna like Coriolis then okay. Uh, so I guess because uh, I don't think there are any comments unless you want to see some ones about Ken we read a lot of those already so. Not a lot of comments this week, but, you know, fine. Maybe they're embarrassed. They don't want to be put on blast on. <laughs> All right, stop sharing. All right, I think I think we can call it a day. What do you think? Yeah, that's good. Uh, I, I'll tell you this, that I felt that today's coverage of both uh, segment one and segment two. Well, segment two, there was no issue last week, but the segment one, segment two today definitely were better than segment one last week. I I, I both of them better so um i'm glad i'd be honest though, i'm glad to be done with conan 2d20 <laughs> i i really like the sorcery though i'm telling you that was fun to see how just horrible it is like it's powerful but horrible horrible eternal life that's the bad kind man <laughs> yeah that's definitely the bad kind that's the oh. bad kind yeah, I haven't decided how I want to do this because once I, I say this on the video, I kind of don't want to go back and comment to the folks. But at the same time, your call-ins are supposed to be for us and members only. So, you know, yeah. it's a kind of a comfort level so that people know they're really only talking to, uh, sure, us live. But then after the fact, it's just going for members. Yeah, uh, so I don't know. But this is the best way to do some of this stuff. Also, because I don't have the time to answer the comments like I used to. And Heathen Dog keeps stealing my account to do so. <laughs> 
I, but, I, I fake him and, you know, I, then I have to I, be like, I didn't say that. <laughs> I make him look like a sissy boy as much as I can. I think it's because you got it off your chest last week. No, that's that. You know what? There is truth to that. There's truth to that crafty. So, all right. I don't really have anything else to say. Uh, I, I guess I want to say, definitely want to say thank you for your folks being here. I hope you like, I mean, we're now what, two months in, almost three months in to how we're, how we've retooled rpg digest and yes i've had a few people tell me they really wish that we'd still do rants in segment two if for no other reason than because uh Eden dog isn't on the friday night show stream they like to see him smack his camera and they like watching me give him an almost an aneurysm but um i'm liking the i like the way this is going because for like an example octune uh, 2d20 or i forget what was it, infinity what was the other 2d20 game mm-hmm. if that's something that we do at least want to put out there we can cover it as an overview in segment two, even though segment one is more planned out. And let's be fair, next year, segment segment one is going to go back to him. So he'll have more control over what we're deep diving into in segment one. I mean, because I'm going to eventually run out of games. I mean, I could do it, but uh, we're going to do point. Feast of Legends again, and we're going to make it last two months. <laughs> so whoever wants to co-host with Heathen Dog during Feast of Legends... <laughs> <laughs> is welcome to come in. Garthod will be back for RPG Digest as Ethan Dog's co-host. <laughs> but no, I, I definitely want to thank you guys for being here live. Remember, members only live stream this Friday. Is there going to be a chill stream after it? Who knows? We'll see. There's always been one so far. Yeah, yeah. You've bullied him into doing it because he's weak-willed. I am because I make no, no money, literally no money on those, the ones that start late. I'll maybe get a $2 super chat. So I shouldn't say literally, but it is like, you know, I'll make, you know, 50, 100, hell, a couple times, $250 on, on a Friday night show stream. If it's after the members only stream, zero. <laughs> and put, is it all about money? It's a little bit about money. Yeah. Remember, he has to make money this year or, or I, I get the copyright. No way, that's not how it works. It's or he the, loses the, the company. The, the trademark and the 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 trademark and the LLC are a little different. <laughs> I'll still the, keep wait, the wait. Tra- the, the, the LLC doesn't own the trademark? No, I own the trademark. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. So because uh, uh, the trademark actually came first. Okay. But I thought you might transfer it to the LLC just to keep it safe. No, I own that. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, I will get this stuff off the screen and so that you can do your final words of wisdom and I'll be prepared to zip us out of here. So uh, we'll put it on the thank you screen because that's what we want to say. Thank you to you. Okay. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed Conan D20. There are there are some serious parts I liked about it. The, the book has a word salad problem, but now that we're through it, looking back, I understand it better and I'm sure if I played it, once to three times max i would i would uh, i would completely understand it <laughs> is it is it as well written as the other 2d tony uh, the mutants the mutant book no no i un- i understood that almost immediately it was very well written very well put together and i got it and i i like the 2d20 system now i do like it mm-hmm. i get it i like most of most about it it's great most of it anyway and uh like i said if you want to put uh in in the comments in uh my segment two video or in discord 
any any specific uh character from from a palladium non-riffs book converted to a riffs character i can do that in a segment too that's fine if if there's enough interest in it i'll do it if there's almost enough interest in it but not quite i might make a standalone video about it and then just play it for segment two and then go have a nap <laughs> no he won't let me do that <laughs> but just put it on youtube whatever but uh yeah if, if there's enough interest i'll do that too and uh yeah that that's that's about it i mean it's the end of the end of the line for Conan. Next time is uh, what Mutant Year Zero. No, the next game we are covering is Hyperborea Third Edition. Oh, that's right, Hyperborea, and then then the Year Zero engines. Okay, so we're going from Conan to to Fo Conan. Fo Conan, yeah, but uh, what Fourth Edition? Third. Third. We okay, we third. covered Second Edition as the we first covered. ever thing we covered on RPG yep. Digest when it first started, and now we're going to go into Third Edition. Okay, uh, you see this, Max, right here? I uh, I drink there for you. He needs to be banned. <laughs> he needs to be banned. Oh, my God. You had a whole rant about that. Ban uh, this mother. Okay, I'm doing this for Heathen Dog. No, I do this under duress, but uh, I don't know how to because I don't ever ban people. I don't know how. Ban hammer, baby. Oh, put, put in timeout. There it is. Ba-boom. <laughs> Ba-boom. See, I didn't even know how to do that. I drink there for I am. Have don't worry. Day. You're you're not you're not ban ban. No, you're just no. you're just put in the corner because state because if you if you watch my Heroes Unlimited series, you know that stage magician and I don't get along. It's a it's a it's a joke, OCC. So really quickly, Yushi it says he's timed out for like five minutes or something. I'm not seeing that time. I didn't ban him, did I? I hope not. I hope not too. I will check I'll check after. I do not want people banned ever. No. Well, if you're if you're a giant douche or you're a bot, you get banned. That's how it works. I'll I'll, ch I'll check now. I, I'm not going to let anybody be actually banned. All right, but go, go, that is go it. ahead. <laughs> yeah, that is it for everyone. I want to thank you very much for coming by and uh, come at us next week when we we hit uh, we hit Hyperborea, which it has a much less clunky name now. So let's let's see what's <laughs> as a matter of fact during the week rewatch our our series on second edition and we'll see what's different together. Yeah, I debated doing that, but I decided I didn't want to do that simply because I want to go in somewhat surprised and not start complaining about, oh, they changed it from a plus one to a plus two. 